Are you gay enough to be afraid of a nice society? In the Force, it's Buddhist and it's disgusting. And it's just Jesus and Hitler killing all the Marvel characters? Just say nya for us, Jack. I'm not drunk. <laughs> People of halfness. Dwarfism is a physiological disorder where you're short. I think they're called suitcase surprise. Hello there, everybody. I'm Mongoose Kikimura, and you're listening to The Truth About Soy Boy Nostalgia from Slave Domain Radio. With me, as always, are my trusted call screeners, cameramen, interns, and researchers, uh, Jack Caronet. Yo, buddy, still alive? I am still alive, yes. And our esteemed audio guy, John. John, how you doing? All we've been getting is calls about Yoda, and I keep hanging up on them, but they keep calling. Mmm, answer the calls you must. Discuss <sighs> ketamine, we will. <laughs> Heavy bearing on role-playing quality ketamine has. Useful I, in loosening up the do, nerves it is. Why do I even do the Yoda joke? Well, it why, just gives you permission to start it. Why did you do that, John? <laughs> I didn't mean to. I thought he'd just keep rolling with it. <laughs> well, he did roll with it. Not like that. Not like that, Jack. <laughs> Not like this. Roll with the force, you will. We're only a minute in and I want to hang myself. Can we just... <laughs> and this is the quality Little and... Wars content people tune in for week for week after week. Little Wars After Dark, I would, I would like to point out. Yeah, this is two episodes in a row now, recording late at night because uh, we've been so dysfunctional we can't record on the weekends, so now we get uh, crazy ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think I'm crazy ridiculous. I'm not even drinking. Speak for yourself. Uh, wait, you just did. All yeah, right. I, was, I was about to say, yeah, he right, did, not right. only did he speak for himself, but I'm pretty sure Mongoose is all, always uh, crazy and ridiculous. I, on the other hand, am also drinking, but I will not be crazy and ridiculous. What are you drinking tonight, Jack? I am drinking Jameson uh, Bourbon Barrel. Uh, no, 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 wait. It's uh, Black Cast Barrel Whiskey. Wait, so you're you're drinking the, blacks, the Black Cast alcohol for the Black Cast? That's right. Is this the yeah. mold buggy and janitor class that I hear so much about where we're going to take <laughs> black have, people and because we're Tradcath NRX people, we're going to do the humane thing and as opposed to giving them their own society, we'll enslave them as janitors, you know? That would, it's, a, yes. it's the kind thing to do, if yeah, you think about course. it. Yeah, of course, this is definitely something that everybody likes to do. Sideways jackface, yes. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's ironic that you're drinking the black cast because I'm drinking tequila. Oh, tequila. so we've got a little, uh, little, little dueling uh, uh, races thing going on. Yeah, here. I mean, uh, Jack, Jack probably wants to vote for Joe Biden, and you probably want to vote for Bernie Sanders. Uh, uh, no, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh, oh. Wait, who do Mexicans even care about in the election? Well, Hillary, right Hillary now, Clinton? Sanders has been focusing hmm. them hard. Uh, oh, okay. With the with the, I keep oh, getting, I keep getting texts. I keep getting, yeah, that is true. I heard about that. That's yeah. ridiculous. I keep getting texts from like, like people with white girl names, like telling me to vote for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Well, mm, um, they, the, the awfuls have you in their sights. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is that meme? I, what does that even mean? That, that phrase, is that a Twitter uh, thing? Affluent white female liberal. Affluent white 
female off okay yeah all right all right all right um yeah like i'm constantly getting like rebecca's and chelsea's texting me Oof. saying saying hey thomas just making sure that you're voting for elizabeth warren and i'm like my name's not thomas thomas no i know no, 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 i this, don't know this, why they keep texting me this is a dojin opening obviously like they're gonna like they're, they're just like thirsty christmas cakes after you uh <laughs> after your virile solar nature and seed that's right. Well, I'm not Miles, so I'm not interested. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Well, they, uh, maybe you they should. They have expired, forward. and ugh, yeah, yeah. Nobody anyway. wants like a Christmas cake, Lamia. No, I just keep replying to them, "fuck you," and they reply with like, "oh, why are you so upset?" <laughs> so it's a bot. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. I get replies like, "I'm sorry to hear that you feel that way." Uh, that sounds like a real white girl. Let's be real. It's like that's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear you feel that way. Can we talk about why you don't want to vote for Warren? Oh, okay. That's actually more. Um, that's actually more yeah. cogent than a than a white girl. That that does sound like a bot. I'm actually surprised that they have such sophisticated electioneering stuff now. Unless you're lying. I'm not lying. I hate it. I keep reporting them as spam, and they keep sending me more. Well, I mean, I mean, mm. they're they they may be awfuls, but they're still white. So yeah. Anyway, um, so did you guys do anything for traditional games this week? Yes, I did several things, Jack. Did you? Do you have anything to tell us? <laughs> I actually just no. I just worked on. I just uh, worked on prep for next Friday. I decided to oh, yeah, uh, yeah. to do something different than I was going to do. Last Friday was canceled due to coronavirus. Uh, yeah, several of our half the people are sick. Yeah, yeah half the people are sick. So I decided to. Uh, I decided to re-engineer a few things, and hopefully, I will give everyone a better experience. So cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Finally getting on that guerrilla warfare against the Jedi. That's the plan. That's the plan. Mo oh, Mongoose, did we ever tell you about the last session? How we snuck through an entire Jedi temple and didn't run into a single Jedi? <laughs> yes, I, I believe I heard about the uh, the illustrious exploits of sneaking through an entire Jedi temple without running through into a single Jedi. It's like right. sneaking into an entire synagogue and not running into an entire Jew. Well, technically, we did run into the uh, the little duets, uh, but they just didn't care. They just they bought us when we said that we're there to do the work on on the Sabbath. <laughs> we're, we're the Shabbath Shabbos uh, maintenance crew. Mm, mm. It, it kind of worked. In we got away with it. Installing suspicious packages. Were you like in universe Mexicans? Is that how they knew? <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, I am playing like a reptilian guy. Um, Wait, so wait. you're playing a reptilian? Wouldn't that make you yeah, the Jew? Yeah, wait, wait, what? But yeah, no, we we got through the entire uh, temple, didn't fight any Jedi, so now we're we were poised to do this whole uh, guerrilla warfare thing, and then everyone's like, "I'm coofing over here, I can't come in," and we're like, "Okay, well, have to put it off for another week." I ju I just want to kill a Jedi, Jack. <laughs> Is that Fed posting? I don't even know. <laughs> I think that might be Fed posting. Actually, is that seafood well, posting? They, that's, <laughs> that's that's Republic posting i don't know yeah republic posting all right kill your jedi uh move to tatooine <laughs> <laughs> oh god read the ancient texts i must it's like a curse like Snort we're playing the very game we're playing <laughs> a game in the universe oh. move to dagobah i will <laughs> thank you yes i'm so glad that you're still doing the yoda bit after how many episodes now <laughs> several the yoda bit is like perennial Oh, uh, mm. and we just had to play Star Wars. 
<laughs> to give you the to give you all the fodder you needed to bring it out. Oh, I'm never playing Star Wars again. I just good, good. Mongoose, That's the goal. Like, Mongoose like, has success. Yeah, yeah you successfully bully-sided my interest in Star Wars out Excellent, of me. Excellent, beautiful. <laughs> you asshole. Accomplish my task. I have no longer you a soy boy. You are asshole. All right. Mm. Purge the soy anyway. from John's system. I have. <laughs> Work on Jack next. I shall. No, just go ahead. Just do the whole episode like this. No, fuck you. Do it. Do it. I dare you. I dare you to do the whole damn episode like this. You know, I should just make a solo cast where like Yoda and Sazrock have like a dialectic. You know, have Yoda read the BattleTech lore <laughs> with 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 Sazerac, like asking questions. Yes, right? yeah. you you could do with Godcast. Like just just oh just gosh. send them like like a five minute thing. It's like here, use this. I don't want this to be what we're known for. Please, no, absolutely not. Well, I mean, we've done that bit. Uh, Monster Girls. So how about Monster Girls? Well, so 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 to save this to save this discussion about Star Wars, I would like to point out from the GM's perspective, uh, there were two Jedi left in the temple after you got the five to seven to leave the temple. Yeah. Right. After that, there were two like real Jedi left in the temple, the master and one of the knights. And the master knew you were there, but the knight kept making critical failures to to sense through the force that you were there. So so I, I, I constantly had this issue where I told myself, okay, so if he falls below like like, like, you know, I had a, like a certain threshold as to how many failures I would allow before he started to notice something was up. And I kept critically failing his sense check. So, hmm. so, yeah. so I'm curious what you think on this, Mongoose. If you get something like that, where your players are, are sneaking through and there probably ought to be some resistance or else it would just kind of seem almost too easy... Do you roll yeah, yeah, the dice? It's or... like, it's like, I'm, you're like, you're like, oh, well, he was behind the scenes, kept failing as well. It's like, bro, bro, they don't know about the roll. Just cheat the roll, bro. Like, you don't have to do the bit. Like, just, just, just make a story, man. Come on. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. I was wondering. I, I was, I was thinking Mongoose was going to take that side. Of course. I'm, of I can, course I, I would. That's, I that's see... the correct stance. I can see it going either way. You do want it to be like you're playing fair but i will say us getting all the way through the temple with no conflict at all it almost felt a bit anticlimactic yeah, yeah and you true. never really want like a dungeon crawl or something like that that is anticlimactic unless you're actually intentionally going for that uh, there's no catharsis in it there's something like just kind of weird yeah. about it um unless you're going for that vibe and i will you, say you I, to, to jack's credit though to Jack's credit, he did the overall session was not anticlimactic because things heated up after the the temple raid. So he did have things go wrong. You know, the complications came along. It was a overall, it was a very good session. But the temple dive itself was kind of anticlimactic. Doesn't make it bad because it's part of an entire session. So I will give him. I'll definitely give him that kudos. Well, thank you. But but honestly, I do kind of. I do kind of agree. Like looking back on it, if I if I could redo that whole thing, I would probably have just cheated the role 
and mm. said like you you know like, like you're gonna have to fight a jedi now right because because they haven't fought a jedi yet or any force user. right like like we have gone through this entire thing dealing with criminals and, uh, and clones and clones and government officials and doing that whole thing like like <laughs> oh yeah we did kill the government officials yes, didn't we? <laughs> yes you killed a lot of government officials actually oh so, okay <laughs> so they were siege posting got it no, they yeah. did read the jedi text this... snort space dust lightsaber their clone troopers and move to dagobah yeah well they, yeah. they haven't actually gotten a lightsaber yet but uh but yeah, no, like like there's been a lot of Fed posting in this entire thing. And it's been <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Because these I might are have some to of the report most report this to the, the Who do you even the... report it to in Star Wars? Rep- there's Rep- a Republic like spy agency. Okay, yeah, Re- so there are Republic feds. Intel- yeah, Republic intelligence. Yeah. yeah. I thought the Jedi were just like the feds, because they always do everything. We no, we killed we actually killed the local like head of the Republic intelligence on one of the planets. Excellent. Yeah, he we was, just straight up like car bombed him. That was the guy we car bombed. Yeah, he was he was he was in like a Soviet style car, like like just going from one place to another, and they and they uh, we princeped him. Yeah, <laughs> they they black handed him. Yeah, black casked him. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I that was also kind of my takeaway. I still think overall it was a good session, Jack. I was not being dishonest when I said that to you after the session because it it did have that twist afterwards where it's like oh. Right now we have to deal with these ramifications. Yes. Oh shit! Yes, you have to but, deal with the ramifications of. of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I still think almost it might have been cool if there was like some security droid or something that spotted us and it turned into like a chase it down before it could report us or something. Yeah, yeah. But you know these these are tw- hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, I mean, I th- I think it's I think it's good to get these like hindsight because you can you can kind of like note them down in the back of your head or in your actual notes, which I'm actually going to do right now and just come back to it later on. Yeah. Like when you're building a new, uh, a new story, like, you know, you have all your notes, you have your outline. Well, you have your outline and then you have all of the notes that you took on your outline. Now you're looking yeah. back over all of that and say, eh, yeah, I could have done that a little bit better. And if, and when you're crafting something that is similar to that, yeah, I, I just recently started looking into something called mind mapping, and this is something we can get into later if you want to. But uh, yeah, about like having an having an outline and then having little like branches come off the outline with potential, you know, conflicts or, or problems that might arise just to have something prepared to throw in there if it seems like everything's going weirdly too easy, uh, which is actually some that's, advice. That's what I do. I, yeah. I do all my session prep in sort of web form I, I don't know like you know those like really bad like brainstorm your essay like things from elementary yeah. school and stuff and they'd be like you can make a list you can make a brain blast you can do like a a, a, <laughs> a yeah. like a noggin splooge or, or whatever <laughs> and, and like and, and they um what well, we used to we used to call it an engine web yeah, I, but then again, that that turned out to be racist. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you you sit down Indian style and you make an engine web. Did, oh, did did you learn how to shot web? No, what you have to do is you have to idea scalp. <laughs> mm. I don't know. All of this was they declared all of this racist later. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand. That's why. how I learned it. Well, well, I mean, I anyway, mean, yeah, I, I like, do everything in terms of webs. I'll list off like people, locations, and then try to web their relationships, yeah. and then. I generally have like a, an architecture that I can use later to introduce things later on. And that's, that's how I right. build my plots organically. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny. I, I've never had to use like the essay 
uh, like structure in my day-to-day life, but I've absolutely used the whole like outline thing that they teach you in senior year of high school to like make your essay. I've absolutely used that for role-playing game. Uh, <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of funny. The true important thing you had to learn. Right, right, exactly. I, I have not edited or revised or outlined an essay in four years, and I have not. Uh, you did do your uh, little articles there. Yes, you did at the at the American Sun dot com. Well, my my articles yeah. my articles I don't outline. I, I just do drafts. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, well, uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about uh, what you did this week? Because you uh, you had actually a couple yeah, articles. Yeah, I've, I've actually done quite a bit. Um, I played Mega Mech with uh, a friend of the show, Proof. Um, some of you may know who he is, and those of you who don't, uh, count yourselves rather unlucky. He's a quality dude. Mm. Okay. Well, as they say, the proof is in the pudding, and pudding is disgusting. Mm, depends. Does, like, a cute Lamia make the pudding? Or, like, a Kikimura? Okay. No, it doesn't matter. Look, she should have made a better look, dessert. Look, if it, look, look, if, if my, if, if the Lamia waifu over. is going to, like, take the pudding, and she's going to put it out, and take all that effort, you know... You can tell her. Are that you, you trying don't to lead like into it. your your article about Kikimoras? Is that? What I mean, yeah, sure. I did write a okay. uh, I did write an article about Kikimoras, which you should read about the uh, the Prussian socialist nature of best girl. Um, that's that's something I wrote. I also wrote a follow up to my previous article in the American Sun, and another article in the American Sun detailing uh some some happenings that we'll uh, we'll discuss at. Uh, that we've previously discussed, along with uh, some some brief overviews of some other things that we'll discuss later with like yes. Wizards of the Coast and all that stuff, and that'll that'll be fun. But that's got that's kind of a deep dive topic, and we're not going to do the deep dive right now because, quite frankly, I don't think everyone else has the capacity for that level of rage-inducing content and conversation. I'm actually looking forward to this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, if if this can't get you to Fed Post, I don't know what else will. Seafood Post, that's the new term. Yes. Oh, are we doing yes. uh, like crabs and things from yeah, like yeah, Wizards yeah. Of, from like Magic the Gathering? Yeah. I'll I'll come up with uh blue themed metaphors because as we all know, the bluish question needs to be answered. Anyway. <laughs> it needs to be answered with giant lobster claws. Mm, giant Chopping lobster off claws. Heads. What oh, about what about mermaids? Yeah. I like that seafood. Yeah, sure. Mermaids with like little torpedo spears. Sure, like the the mermaids like got like one of those Russian like underwater guns. Yeah, I remember those. The like weird AKs that can fire underwater somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got like yeah. uh, air compressors and like hook like I don't know. needles in them or something. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, mermaid waifu with big titties in the underwater AK. That's a great idea. Can't believe we didn't think of that sooner. <laughs> she is her own flotation device. Well, yeah, it's it, you have to be neutrally buoyant, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be like an underwater combatant, you have to establish neutral buoyancy, and then you can propel yourself Wait, around. And, like, in yeah. order to like, sub, in order to submerge into uh, to surface, she she just got the breast inflation going on. You love that stuff, right, Mongoose? Sure, why not? <laughs> Wait, All right. wait, are we talking about my Asta again? <laughs> oh, yes, we are. The other shit meme we can't escape. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. My Asta supposed to piss off John Ishell. Get kicked off the okay, podcast, so I must. 
After all. Anyway, anyway all so right. I, the other things I did, I played, I, I previously mentioned Mega Mech with Proof, which is an online JavaScript client that looks like it was made in 2006, and it simulates Battletech games, which is a very good way to play Battletech with people across state lines. So while in 40k, yes, you can play games over an infinite, a theoretically infinite range, Battletech, you can play games anywhere in the world with all the functionality because it doesn't just rely on one unit. It relies on a 2006-era JavaScript client and your ability to reconfigure your router. Only one of those things I'm actually use, useful at doing, which is running a 2006-era JavaScript client, kind of. Yeah, and uh, by default, I tried this thing out by default settings. There is no, like, side you deploy to, so wherever you put down in a mech in a place you think would be cool, the asshole AI plants a mech directly behind your mech. Oh, yeah, I mean, the AI will do that, and that's just because, uh, this thing- It's gay. The gatekeeping on this is super huge. It's- Battletech is stupid and I hate it. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I've completely changed this one retarded aspect completely changed my mind in an entire universe. Your 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 interaction with a like a, a, an obtuse 2006 era Java web client that you, or Java client that you knew was obtuse and I told you and pre-warned you about and then you went in without my advice on the dev build and what happened? Uh, I don't think the dev. I don't think the dev build actually mattered in that case because you said it does. You said it, it does ha- it I think, in the normal I think, one. I do believe it had something to do with your loading times. <laughs> no, the loading times were fine. You said it. You said it was uh, does that in the normal version too. Uh, My loading point, times in the normal version were about half of what you were experiencing. What are you talking about loading times? There was no loading times. Like when you X'd out and it went to a white screen. That doesn't happen. No, in that the was be- okay. Version. That was because in order to go back a page on the menu, you have to exit out of the program. Yes. And it opens up a secondary program, which is the previous menu. It wasn't that it was taking a long time. It's just that I'm not so retarded that I like Battletech and think that's a good (laughs) idea that you have to close the program to go back a page. It's designed by wargamers who know JavaScript, not computer scientists who know wargames. Well, maybe wargamers are retarded then. Oof. Well, I'm sorry that uh, we don't meet You wanted to get me mad? You did it. I'm mad now. You didn't. Mm, Anger is the way of the dark side I'm and cringe it is. Oh, More respectful cringe. of your co-host you should be. <laughs> Look, they figured it out even back in Checkers. Each person gets a side. You don't get to put your queen behind the other person's king. Dude, that's so dumb. Being mad that you got gate kept by an intentional like like by an obtuse <laughs> thing. You're like you're like Dude, gatekeeping is good, but but not like this kind of gatekeeping. This needs to be like convenient, like one of my computer program like video games. Gatekeeping is good. You gatekeep through quality. There is no quality here. So you're right. I got gate kept out because I don't like the taste of shit. It is kind of eternal September, isn't it? John Oof. John got gate kept, dear listener. Not because it's intrinsically bad. But because oh, the UI is, is as you based said, on... it's a 2006 thing made by people who aren't programmers. It's bad. It, 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 it it's was real bad. The, the issue is that BattleTech is a game. Yes, let's go into this. Is more complicated 
than uh, no, than John initially believed, and he. It's not about complicated. It's about being so stupid that you don't even understand what a side is. <sighs> I, I even made <laughs> you a save file to try out, and you just refused. You're like, I'm gonna do it myself. You did. You you yeah, didn't accept any help. Settings, I, I was gonna but help you. The default you. settings are dumb. Well, the default settings are literally just the top of each individual choice because nobody plays the game the same way because it's a war game that's extraordinarily broad okay, the well, way people play it so don't even like you're all in war games are mad. bad i'm gonna go back to command and conquer command and conquer is normie and cringe and it also probably doesn't have cat girls uh dude have you seen japan in like the later red alerts no and i don't care <laughs> you'd actually really like yuriko you like uh, Yandere's? Yandere's Psychic Girls? Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you would actually really like Yuriko. She's in Red Alert 3. Nice. Yeah, Red Alert 3, I was I was about to say. That's 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 where they introduced the samurai mech, isn't it? Yeah, and like their hero unit is literally a Japanese schoolgirl Yandere with psychic powers. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, no, you actually would really love this. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, um, can I can I make my unit profiles big titty anime girls? Uh unit like they already have big titties in the game. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, everybody has big titties. Yeah, Tanya has massive honkers. The Russian girl, what's the Russian girl's name? Natasha. Yeah, Natasha, massive honkers. Like, you actually would really love Red Alert 3's universe, come to think of it. It's like cheesy 90s, but with like all of the 90s values, including like women are just hot because that's what they do. Yeah, that's based. Anyway. Well, well, it was extremely based. It, it was actually, honestly, like I remember when this game came out, it was at that like, like borderline between between woke politics, right? Where where they decided to add all the hot girls in because it's quote unquote tradition for oh it's like representation for women but they're also like eye candy well kind of but but red alert 2 had all the hot eye candy as well so they're like well we yeah. have to put in the eye candy in red alert 3 as well right like it's it, it was it was, oh, okay, it was yeah. kind of this like justification that they're that they're like also <laughs> there are a lot of like really a-list actors in red alert 3 anyway it doesn't that doesn't yeah that doesn't yeah make. well John, I still think you should give it more than one try. Just because you did it wrong the first time doesn't mean you should uh, you should completely like rage quit and get mad. Well, I'll, you're I'll acting give them like some a time loser and their, a quitter uh, right now. I'll give them some time to get their act together and figure out what a side is to a map. And once they get that sorted, then yeah, I might pick it up. But as it is now, the quality is just lacking. Oh wait, John, rage quitting. No, say it no. so, John. I only rage quit rage. on our StarCraft matches, actually. <laughs> when you let our base get destroyed. Hey, listen. Okay, then <laughs> you didn't need those buildings. You didn't need know. those buildings. <laughs> okay, like, I already know. Yeah, you're just yeah. out here. You're just mad that like that they didn't make it really easy. Like like one of your soy games that there's not some soy boy with his mouth hanging open programming <laughs> this thing in Unity so that it all looks nice and acts nice. You know, <laughs> I get I I don't really buy this whole like we have to live like Africans in order to not have soy boys. You can have nice stuff in a white society. I, Mega Mech is very nice. No, it's it not. It's like Africans automates made the um, entire battle. thing of playing Battletech. Battletech is great and it makes it even well, easier. If you're telling me that in Battletech, you can put down your mech right behind the other guy's mech 
to get an instant like back shot, then Battletech's a stupid war game. Well, I don't know what to tell you. That's not like an intentional thing. That's a function of normally if you were playing with oh, two players. Oh, so it's a flaw. Well, it's, it's a, a flaw it's a, is what you're saying. No, you set your parameters wrong. You, you No, I didn't have to set the parameters. The parameters were already built wrong. It's a flaw. No, the, all the parameters are they, that game is so parameterizable, it might as well, like, be just, like, a build-your-own thing. Like, the, the issue is that if you choose, or if you, through lack of choosing, I, We can turn this into to, two hours of arguing about how shitty this program is. I will not back <laughs> down. I've got tequila to last all night, buddy. <laughs> Look, yeah, if you was, just want to get drunk and angry, go play StarCraft with Jack. I'm still Jack's, convinced... But Jack is better than Mega Mech. Yeah, he's a human being. He has a soul. Oh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, well, yeah I do. A, a soul that cannot be forked. I I would like to point. Out. I was about to say, are we are we like getting into next week's topic? Yeah, early? sure. Well, All right. Well, any, anyway, no, no, no. Uh, so I speaking of speaking of. Well, I want to get into my uh, what I did this I, week. I have, the only thing oh, I. Oh, John, I have one more thing, and then you oh, derailed the yellow. I'm tired of your Mega Mech stuff. I'm not talking about Mega Mech. So I was gonna do a uh, uh, half in the dice bag review. Oh, okay. Half in the dice bag. Yay! Are we are are we are we doing a, a TDS ripoff of of a red letter yes. media? Rip-off? No, we're, we're doing yes, yes we are. Um, <laughs> we're doing a meta ripoff right yes, now. Uh, I. Uh, this is how low we've sunk. Yeah, it's a half in the dust bag product <laughs> review. <laughs> I did buy a uh, one of those neoprene battle mats from Catalyst Game Labs for BattleTech. The one I got was I think Alpine Grasslands C. It was very good, very quality. It has a C like like the ocean like S E A. No C is in the letters and like it's grasslands oh, C okay. is and there's like an A B C D designation for different patterns yeah, okay. of the All grasslands right. map. Gotcha. So on one side it's alpine and the other side it's grasslands. Very quality map, very high quality material. It's going to be a lot of fun to play on. Very readable, very uh very nice colors and I think it's going to last a long time. The quality on it appears to be very good. If you play BattleTech. So what what kind of material is it made of? Uh, same kind of, it's like a, it's like the same kind of material you see some mouse pads made out of when they've got more of a cloth top. So like, so like layers of dried semen? Uh, no. Wait, what kind of mouse pad are we talking about? Not, not an anime mouse pad, like, like... Oh, okay, alright, never mind, alright. Y- yeah, we're not, we're not talking about, like, the, the, uh, Ilya from Fate, but, like, her butt <laughs> is the, uh, is the wrist hold that the some wrist, of our yeah. friends it's have. It's good for ergonomics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> it's it's for the ergonomics of, of that. your uh, mm-hmm. of your um well nope don't don't nope <sighs> anyway your AC ten but yeah, yeah this this gamepad so is the gamepad in hexadex hex yeah it's it got the hexes? hexes on it the levels it's got terrain with like forests and stuff it's very nice very nice how much do those cost uh, it's thirty bucks oh, okay that's not, not too that's bad that's not bad at all no for for uh for a double sided game mat it's the size of two normal maps so it's like 30 by 17 hexes across well that's not uh, bad at all that's no it's good. actually pretty big like this is the kind of mat you might use for like a 8 mac on 8 mac map or match comfortably wow so this is a uh a yeah pretty good map well just make sure to deploy all your guys immediately behind the enemies yeah, well, I will I will parameterize my scenarios much more mm. intelligently than uh, my audio guy. 
Imagine using imagine using audacity and to make up for the flaw in the system itself with your own patchwork, huh? No, the system just <laughs> says make up your anyway. own scenario. You just didn't Speaking parameterize the scenario correctly. No, that, yeah, I'm not doing the work that the devs should have done. You're right. Uh, speaking of work that devs have done, I read a uh, little role-playing game, a very, very rules-light role-playing game called Index Card RPG. Uh, meant to be played on Index Card. It's basically like D&D, but for everybody's drunk at the bar and you just want to, like, the, the bare minimum rules to play the game. Uh, wasn't really that good. So it's D&D, but everyone's gayer than normal. No, 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 no. Can, can, you play, can, can you play this with chicks at the bar? You shouldn't. Oh. Why would you do why that? Why would I try to... Okay, first of all, why would I go to the bar to try to pick up a woman? Second of all, what? if I'm trying to pick up a woman at the bar, why would I use D&D as that attack yeah. vector? Like... Hey, baby, you want to see my dice collection? Half in the dice bag. Hey, baby, have you ever rolled a net 20? Well, well have you oh, tried, God. though? No, why would I? I mean, you no. probably haven't tried. Look, Jack, what, is, right. what is the theoretical endpoint of this, uh, of this sort of, <laughs> what would we I, say, like, course of action? What, what, how does this end? That you, that you find a woman that will play a uh, an RPG with you at at the bar at the a, an extremely stripped down RPG and also there aren't any kikimoras or lamias or mermaids at the bar so why would i go <laughs> i mean unless i'm looking to get smashed with the boys and play pool like there's no reason to go to the bar that's true or 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 play darts which is also another very nice traditional game but go yeah, ahead yeah that's fine i mean i'm a lot better at pool when i'm drunk than darts yeah, it's darts just, is just uh, fun. It's got projectiles. Who doesn't love that? Yeah, it's violent. But uh, so speaking of kikimoras and mermaids and lamias, Based. what uh, the the interesting part that I noticed in this role playing game is that uh, that you get through like the uh, uh, the base classes or archetypes or whatever they call them. Uh, I don't remember. But uh, the interesting part was you get to the end of they've got two different settings in there. One's fantasy and one's uh, like a sci fi. Uh, you know, far off future one, but both of them have races, but they don't call them races. Oh, they call them bioforms. <laughs> so, like the fantasy one has humans, elves, dwarves, halflings, etc. But these are all listed under the bioforms, and this is the first time I've seen bioforms. Now, do they define bioforms? No, the term bioform itself is not defined. It's it's basically just race. It means race. Or or could it also mean gender? This is this is the dumbest shit ever. Holy. It could also mean uh uh a- ancestry. Oh. It could also mean uh, so, so, it could so also you, mean metatype. You you could stat out an African versus a European then. They they're just different bioforms. Uh, no, these are hu- No, 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 cuz those are all humans. Yeah, but you said ancestry. Well, yeah, the African has the trait can put a nickel up his nostril, and the European has a trait can't put a nickel up his nostril, and that's the only difference because that's that that's like the only physical difference between those two things. There's no what other about differences. Like through the lip, what about through the lip piercing? Like oh, the what what, what are those like saucers in their lip? Yeah, like only the only the white bicycle rider can do that. Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a well, that's a class specific like racial bonus. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You yeah, have to be like the enough. white uh the white rider, like you know. 
Mm, the white rider. <laughs> the white rider strikes again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is the first time I've seen the term bioform. And it's like, this is just a, an ongoing thing where these weird indie devs are just like leftist weirdos who are afraid of the term race. And they're coming up with more and more extreme, absurd terminology to escape the word race. So now it's bioform. And I'm like, I read this. I'm like, are you kidding me? We're calling them bioforms now? Like, we're getting into absurdist territory with the terminology we have to use. Well, it's mm. the it's, it's just it's the same as like the uh, the soy boys that are interacting with like HP Lovecraft or whatever, you know, how they're like, um, Lovecraft is racist and bad, but like, but the magnitude and sort of overarching quality of Lovecraft's work prevents them from like actually like abandoning it in totality. So like they can't interact with Tolkien's work, like, because this is all Tolkien-derived. Like, if you're running around with elves, dwarves, and hobbits and things, yeah, it's Tolkien. Yeah. And and yeah. The, the, the problem they're running into is the way Tolkien would even use the word race uh, was completely different from, like, the modern context, and because these people are completely incapable of, like, separating themselves into a meta-narrative view of, like, existence, they they can't actually sort of separate themselves from these terms and so like they have to only interpret it through their lens if bioform became an oppressive term they would change it yes yeah yeah of course but but what do you think tolkien's actual understanding of race was like what did he mean by this well what people race is kind of a very nebulous term prior to uh i mean it, it was it was often a rhetorical term now like the like the concept of like a white race quote unquote yeah, that's a thing people had. Well, Tolkien had. had, like, the race of men, right? The, well, the, yeah, the ma- but there were the also brown men, people the race in that. Of... Yeah, but, like, uh, yes. let, me, let me get to that, because, like, I, I, I'm going to have to make, like, a couple of, like, asides for any members of our audience right. who are confused about some, like, basic facts about reality. People, like, everything I'm about to say here does not negate that people back then did believe in a construct called the white race it just means that the word race had different meanings and uses in different contexts and had more contextual uses than it does in 21st century anglophonic countries right so like when i say race i could refer to celts as a race and i could say the celtic race or the celtic races uh races they're referring to the welsh race the cornish race and the Irish race and a couple others that live in France. And, and the forgetting. mermaids. And the mermaids. Yes, and the mermaids. Don't forget the mermaids. Yeah. Right? No. They're all they're all included in the Celtic races. I could say the Negroid race, which would be like blacks, or I could say the Bantu race. And those would both be fine. I would I could say, and we, we have this term, the human race. Well, yeah. humans, uh, as as any astute observer of reality will realize, are not a monolithic construct, right? There are even things around the edges of humanity, like people with Neanderthal uh, um, sort of admixture, or like uh, people in Angola, pygmies that are that are just very different from the rest of the human population, right? Whatever. Like there's there's a spectrum there, but like each of these a race is, I guess, in that context, it's, it's very difficult to put. But literally, it could be almost used as a sort of category of people, like the human category, the Celtic 
category or group right? like, or it, like the the group of people yeah it meant basically just a group of people usually defined by someone something before so if you said like go be a disciple to all like races and nations like you'd be talking like all ethnicities and people groups and nations because a nation implies like some level of like autonomy and territorial inhabitants but you could in theory have a race of people that don't inhabit any specific territory of land or have been displaced or whatever it complicated whatever getting off in the weeds issue is when tolkien says the race of men or the race of elves he literally means that like the human race the elven race and in fact in tolkien's universe it's entirely likely that the elves would use their equivalent word for the r word race to refer to like wood elves the wood elves would probably to them be a race of elves hell the uh yeah. the, the people of gondor probably refer to the rohirrim as a race the rohirrim race the same way someone in the 1800s or the early 1900s or the 1700s might have referred to the Irish as the Irish race. And because they lack that context, because they believe stupid crap, like the white race was invented in 1960s to oppress black bodies and uh, like whiteness is, isn't real and race isn't real, but like race is like, yeah, race isn't real because it's a, it's a broad category in a contextually specific term. If you mean that like human genetic categories aren't real, you're stupid. If you mean race isn't real, you're being tautological because it's just like a, it's a, yeah, it is a social construct like everything else. Shut up. You're just being reductive. So, th so this is why it is accurate to say gay race yeah gays i mean in a very very liberal definition of the word you could say boomer is a race gay is a race a uh, war gamers mm. are a race magic the gathering players mm. are a subhuman race <laughs> <laughs> these true. things are all ac accurate and reasonable to say like like war gamers they're they're an elevated race above board gamers they are really a solar race mm. war gamers i mean yeah war gamers are an intrinsically solar race uh, Maybe a Kessel race? What? Nothing. Mm. I don't want to give you more opportunities for Yoda posting. No, nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I'm too late into the episode. I'm on I'm on a good All I'm right. on a good topic. No, He's, but like the, the, the ketamine is coursing through his veins, John. Jeez. <laughs> ketamine You're, spice. Yeah, you guys like, you spice guys are is like, actually just ketamine? Uh, I hate it when Bogus does this bit. Let me just bait him into doing the bit as much as possible. Because well, you just said I'm safe. So now I can bait you safely because you just told me you're not going you to. You assume that I will not make you regret this decision. I assume that oh, if I told shit. you yeah, that, right. that you oh, would you would God. be right. like, reciprocate my kind and, and benevolent gesture. I'm three levels ahead of you in my poorly programmed JavaScript. Yes. Yes, I am. I'm placing my <laughs> mech right behind yours. Because you, because you now. are you, you lack the solar virtue to understand how war games work. Because you are, alas, a mere board gamer. You forgot to not specify player. that I couldn't put my units there. You know what? Allah, Allah, forgive it. me for saying this. He is a board gamer. <laughs> you know what? I actually have enjoyed some good board games with my family. Well, that's wholesome. So <laughs> Splendor. Have you guys played Splendor? Yes, I have. Or no, I, I haven't. I've, I've seen people play it, and it was... It's a really fun little game to play with your parents. It, Splendor's, Splendor has, like, the thing where it's, like... Yeah, it's a it's a mechanical game. The, it's like you gather up cards, and you turn them into your engine, and then you spend gems that you can gather to buy additional cards. Or It's to, basically yeah. Jewelry it's, simula Simulator. I mean, it's... It's a great game. It's it's funny because the uh, the art on there is like 
like the they've got like blood diamonds and it's like Africans marching across the dunes with like diamonds in a in a in like a caravan cart yeah. that they're carrying. Yeah. yeah, Holy yeah. Shit. <laughs> well well the, the more things change, the more they stay the same, you know? Like they're they're like Yeah. Oh, I had no choice. The Crusaders come, I had to mobilize the children's soldiers. And then and then, you know, twenty first century. I like how the Africans are just Russians now? No, no, I had no choice. Uh the UN come, they try to take away our economic sovereignty. So according to the eternal material Why are they principles, Russian? I am I am African. African. Okay. A Russian would say ca- an Russian would take Russian? a hard out and be a little bit more whiny. But African oh, is God, deeper. This is awful. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let's get back to what about uh, the Romanian? <laughs> the, ra- the Romanian race. <laughs> oh yeah, the Romanian race. There you go. <laughs> now, now are we yeah. my Insta posting? No. no, no, no predators in the Romanian race. Now predators are a race, the vor race. Oh God, no! The predator race. The vors, like they're like they're like subhumans, but they're still a race. Like, well, technically, maestos would be a race. Maestos are the maestos. I don't like this. I don't like this at Dude, all. Dude, the episode title: the maesta race. The Maestan Race. No, no, we cannot put that name in the show title. I don't want yeah, this no. our show coming up. I kind of, I kind of want like, I, I, no. I, like it would be a, it'd be a quality bit if no. these people got into a feud with us. Like, what are they gonna do? No. <laughs> They're gonna eat us. They're gonna shove us in their pussies. <laughs> I'm peeking so hard. You're making me laugh like in an uncontrolled manner. This is bad. <laughs> I'm so uh-huh. sorry. This John's audio's gonna be shit. Out. The, I don't dear, want this. Dear I listeners, do. this is cosmic horror at its finest. This is extreme, These are cosmic yeah. horror whores. Horror whores. Cosmic horrors, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. All right. No. Um, bioforms. My whole point was to laugh at the term bioform. And then I, I, I had a very like, intellectual take, yeah. and then we got sidetracked, and now we're back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Tolkien understood... Tolkien understood race as just group of people. Yes. And you, you, you had it, you know, you can make it, whatever it wasn't group, like I a, guess. It wasn't like a pejorative term either. It's like noting that people are in a category. No. Like, it's like, okay. Right. The boar race. Although, it's a little bit more rooted than that. Like, I get, I don't even know if they would use it. But yeah, like, they'd say, like, the French race, for example, as, as like an example sure. of people. They would say we're a race, yeah. So I guess I guess my main question is why do people feel compelled to find an alternate term to race? Why is there so much push for ancestry, for heritage, for bioform, for metatype? Because no one interacting with these games is able to disaggregate their modern priors from these uh sort of fictional settings. So like I can, when I can it, explain it. Yeah, go ahead. I've heard enough of Mongoose for one day. <laughs> That's well, I'm well, kidding. well, no, it's, I'm it's, kidding. It's, <laughs> would you prefer Yoda? Yeah, there you I go. I told you, do the whole episode or none well, of it. Well, I, I mean, it's basically exactly what Mongoose said, except except uh, explained in a far more grug format. Uh, go th- ahead. They have changed the definition of race, therefore... They can't. They can't say race anymore. So they have to find another. Pray word. they don't change it further. Pray they right, right, exactly. They're praying that they don't yeah. change it further. So in the future, in like a hundred years, like we're gonna have a list of words that are not oh, going man. to be able to be uttered. Right. 
that used to be fine. That used to be fine. You used to be able to say gender, and then that'll be like a problematic thing to even say gender. Well, the, the idea because that, that there's implies... a concept of gender or separation yeah. is is intrinsically evil. Yeah, like you, you will get to that point if things continue. Yeah, yeah 100%. But like, yeah, Jack is Jack is completely right here. He's like, yeah, they're they're like, um, race is a bad term. It's like, yes, race has become a pejor like to note racial differences is pejorative, right? So categorizing yeah. things by race in modern parlance is bad, and because they can't step back from that and view things in the long view of human history. I mean, we are talking about people who, on average, say D and D is a neo feudal fascist game, which. If you know anything about feudalism, yeah. fascism, you know that those two things aren't compatible. And if you know anything about D&D, you know it doesn't represent either of those ideologies <laughs> or systems of yeah, government. Yeah, but people have money. People have money and money is a measure of wealth and wealth establishes hierarchies and hierarchy is fascist. Oh, no. D&D used the term lord. That's feudalism. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I know that I like, but it's like it's like what what do you think is gonna happen? Like, shoot what me is with going a, to happen? Shoot me with a a auto cannon temp from an urban mech. Just kill me. Just step on me with an urban mech. But what is gonna just <laughs> step on me with an urban mech? Mech feet posting. Mech feet. Oh, I wouldn't Please mind. I would me. not mind getting stepped on by like a mad cat girl. Like you, you've seen the picture. Like I don't know if yes, I'd mind I that. Like all sixty five tons. Like mm. oh, speaking of which, did you guys hear that? Uh, a uh, major giantess artist uh, died from coronavirus. No! Oh, no, really? In Japan or China? <laughs> yep. I, apparently, it was a, Jap a Japanese visited China, came back, and died. Oh. That's, I don't know, the Me Medica reported on that. Uh, I don't know what's so, up with that. So, so that's your primary source? Press F to pay respects and post giant feet. Press press F to pay feet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that got weird. Um, so I guess I, the main question is, where do you guys think the, uh, the leftist RPG scene is going to, to go to get away from race? Like, what are they going to choose as their next thing? Are they ever going to be happy with it? Are they going to eventually browbeat the, the uh, centrist normies into giving up the word race? Like what? I just don't know what's going on or where this is headed. I, 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 I Jack, do you want to go first? I think that the centrist, uh, I, I, I have a lot of friends that are centrist uh, role-play gamers. And, and communists. Uh, and communists. Well, I mean, they're basically the same. Uh, I think <laughs> that uh, the centrist position is going to be, listen, bro, okay, just have fun, all right? Uh, mm. You know, despite the fact that the system has no way for you to differentiate yourself from a, as, as, a, as, a, uh, as an elf from a massive orc, right? Uh, yeah. There's no, there's no attribute bonuses. Yeah, oh, but but there will be attribute bonuses, though, right? You hmm. can just choose as the player what right. what to put in there. So just have fun. Don't worry about it. Why are you worried about this? Just have fun hmm. and uh, and continue to grill. <laughs> so this is like centrist indignance. Yes. Why would you worry about this? But from a centrist position, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I oh, think mechanically God. speaking, Jack is absolutely correct. They'll be like. Oh, well, all the attributes are the same, but they're based on your, like, socioeconomic background and where you mm -hmm. grew up, rather than well, your, Shadowrun, like... Well, Shadowrun's already doing that. 
Right, right. Well, they'll, they'll just they'll just export that to other RPGs. And then they'll say, well, if you want it to be the way it was, you can just match them up to the old attribute bonuses and act like nothing's changed, and it's all perfectly fine. It's the same. And then yeah. they'll just get mad at you for pointing out anything changed. And the normies will be confused and angry, and some of them will become like us, and then other ones will just accept it, like all these things that happen. Hmm. I mean, from a more meta perspective... uh liberalism is always in need of an external opponent, which is everything that isn't liberalism that it constantly has to seek to consume. So even if they manage to like push like the, the change from the term race, they will find other ways to stigmatize terms. And yeah, they will have to change the mechanics around inherent sort of genetic differences between these, what are essentially species. Did you say stigmatize? Stig- st- <laughs> Stigmatize. This is like, this is like oh. a combination of Sigmata and Maesta. Oh no. <laughs> Stigmama? Stigmom. Oh no. Repeat the Gravids. <laughs> oh god. A- any, anyway. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Keep going. Let's get some dark places there. Alright. Oh god. This pregnancy kills fascists. Oh. oh, oh no! Like, well, I mean, actually, no, no. It, I, I think, mean, I think, I think, if you just combine Maesta with Sigmata, you just end up with Maesta, but you get bonuses for aborting the grabs as opposed to giving birth oh, to them. Oh, wow, that got dark fast. All right. Well, I mean, it's it has to be leftist in some way, and like, since Maesta I mean, at least is like kind of and like some weird way implicitly natalist, like no, it's like Maesta, but you can be male because gender is a construct. Oh God, that's even worse. You're like, you're like giving birth out of your I dick. Think, I think it'd probably be both, like a completion well, uh, of the dialogue. Actually, like you could be a man yeah. and get an abortion. Actually, that that is that is a good point though, because Gygax originally had different stats for males and females. In his I did in my role playing game. I I had a World War One fantasy role playing game, and males and humans, uh, f- females had minus one physique and plus one rapport. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Like, that was just in the rules. And nobody had a problem with that, because I don't play with anybody gay enough to have a problem with that. That's that's the solution, really. Just don't play yeah. with gay people. Don't play with people f- from mayors from South Bend. Jack is, Jack is ultimately correct. And then once they've, like, found, like, completed their mechanical thing and gotten rid of the icky terms, they'll find something else to be bugabooed about. They'll have to remove all references to the Middle Ages and feudalism, I suppose. Well, also, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, have seen this uh, Mike Marles post, but like he's one of the guys who worked on um, D&D 5. And he said that uh, he had a quote where it's like, gatekeeping in D&D is done like by keeping uh, women out. Oh, yeah, I've, I've done. seen that post, yeah. What? Yes. he. I, I'm trying to see if I can find it. He see, had a quote. This is why you use 2006-era JavaScript clients. <laughs> well i've seen i've seen this argument on tg as well and it's like why are you upset oh here we go i just found it wow that was fast uh he's like, like why are you upset about the uh sjwification of new games just play old games bro and it's like no you're still ruining my hobby um anyway look here's uh here's the well, quote why, why do you feel the, sh- the need to change change the games and like make the new additions yeah. like this way like just just make your own new games and like like let us be in our own hobby or make your own hobby 
bro. Yeah. So Mike Merles worked on D&D 5th Edition. He's a co-creator D&D 5th Edition. His Twitter profile has the homosexual rainbow in it, which, again, rainbow is God's symbol to Earth that he will not kill everyone by a flood, and the gays are flaunting it through the use of the rainbow. Won't stop AIDS. Or AIDS it flu. won't stop AIDS, it won't stop coronavirus, and it won't necessarily stop fire from the sky either. But anyway, uh, we can't Mike let Merles... God do all the work. We'll take the gays out to very nice crab leg all you can eat dinners at Red Lobster. I think you mean barbecue. Some delicious, <laughs> throw, delicious throw seafood barbecue. Throw some shrimp on the Barbie, right? It's yeah, we're gonna throw some on the shrimp on the Barbie with all I'll, of I'll, our good friends I'll... in the LGBT. <laughs> Twa community or whatever. We're going down under into the gay community. No, oh, shit, that sounds oh, awful. Man. I'm sorry. Man is falling I'm... into the billabong in Legato, Sydney. <laughs> send the send the Lego. Uh, Start the new rescue chopper. Oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> Build the fucker. Perform the All rescue right. and scoop that swagman out of that fucking billabong. <laughs> <laughs> You're, this is such a digression, but I love it. All right. Anyway, Mike Marles, co-creator of D&D 5, he put out a tweet saying, Funny how many of the same quote-unquote fans who insist on gatekeeping via rules complexity and lore density also have a problem with women in tabletop gaming. Hey, guys, you're all fired from D&D. Find another game. Good. Now, come, now what's come interesting play there, Savage Worlds with me. Come join the comfy Savage Worlds bunker. Well, what's interesting there is the implication that one can gatekeep women out of the hobby via either rules complexity or lore density. So the Mongoose animatic universe is inherently anti-woman. That was a very long pregnant pause. Yes, (laughs) why not? I don't know. I don't care. Like, I'm I'm like, that, that you have thunderstricken me. I thought you were going to go like a everyone knows women are stupid meme. And I was then I was going to transition into like the Mikey knock take of like, yeah, liberals know, like understand reality. They just like yeah. pretend not well, that, to. But like that is true. But yes. like you're you're you, you, you went like a you went like an entire direction I wasn't expecting. And I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even like I, I don't even think like this is one of those things where I'm like, I don't feel the need to think about my um uh, my sort of, I guess it would be pretentious to say artistic endeavors, but my creative endeavors probably. I don't feel the need to think about how those interface with women, like, as a, as a, as a construct. Right? Except like, for when it's amusing to do so, like your uh, Ryutama game. Yeah, like, I, I, like <laughs> it, it only, I only engage with, like, how is this going to affect women? Like, actually, not really. And, like, out of, out of like, the the one woman who's had any knowledge whatsoever of the mongoose animatic universe um for everything i understand she thought it was pretty interesting and well good. she also wasn't playing in it right no yeah exactly <laughs> um she was a housewife but, though so you know well what's what's interesting to me is that like them admitting that rules complexity and lore density uh, our natural gatekeeping tools against women kind of implies that where all of this is heading, where leftist role-playing games is heading, is towards a very rules-light system like Powered by the Apocalypse with no established lore because it's all just like based on media references. They don't even tell you in the rule books this is what the setting is like. They say things like, 
oh, it's based on Dishonored, the video game, or it's based off of... Oh, it's like of, Game of uh, Thrones. It's like Game of Thrones, oh, yeah. You, you guys know that game that they play in, uh, oh, what is it? Stranger Things? Yeah, we're yeah. gonna play that game. Hmm. Right, but it's also, there's no, there's oh, wait, no wait. complex did, rules. Did you guys you just know roll... that they actually made a Dungeons & Dragons Stranger Things module? Oh, God, that's gotta be cringe. Like, yeah, but, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it dovetails, don't mean to, like, interrupt your thought, but it dovetails perfectly with it, right? Like, that's exactly yeah. what it's heading towards, is dumbed-down D&D, but you're playing a module based on, like, Netflix product. It's like, right. see product in product, then consume product <laughs> about product. About product, <laughs> About product. Oh, How God. many meta-levels of product consumption is this? Like... Oh, that's what we're heading towards. There's next to no rules. There's no actual concrete setting beyond whatever is on TV at the moment. And if that's too problematic because it's next year already, then just watch the newest TV show and play in that in your dumbed down rules. This is why we need to return to the tradition of like only interfacing with role playing games as add ons to war games and doing all of our RPG like combat Mm -hmm. through 2006 era JavaScript clients. I'll uh, I'll stick with something good. <laughs> uh, no, I I absolutely agree with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with I know Mongers you. Here. I know you do. You instigating. Fuck. <laughs> He's not instigating. I think he. I think he genuinely. Uh, I think he genuinely agrees with my sentiment. I know here. he doesn't agree because he's playing a brand new role playing game in the fantasy flight game Star Wars. No, not Star Wars. Don't Yoda. <laughs> God, I'm so I'm so on edge right now. Like, I just want to quit the show. Yes, you have PTSD. <laughs> it's the tequila. Oh, that's a, there's there's another good uh, there's another good show title right there. Yoda PTSD. Yoda PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It'd be PYSD. Post Yoda stress disorder. <laughs> post Yoda. No, no, no. It'd be. PKSD, post-ketamine stress disorder. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. All right. Um, but yeah, like the, yeah. I, would it be a correct reading to say that what they've done with indie RPGs is almost like, in a meta sense, a test run for what they plan to make, like, big budget AAA RPGs? Like, their their end goal is to transition D&D is into, like, powered by the apocalypse, like, but a little bit more heavy Almost like a Savage Worlds type deal with D20s, but nowhere near as good, but only based on media references. Well, and like dumb down the settings and then like have fans interface with them through popular media by like making that media like streamed shows or something. Like, I could totally see that being like the end result of everything. Oh, do, do, do you think that they're going to make like a Netflix special for D&D? Um, at or do, some or point, do you I think, think, I think that could be a reality, yeah. yeah. Or they'll just like keep the old settings and then they'll like keep making modules for other product like Stranger Things and then sell that to people. Like and then market like the D through other specials. Yeah. Or like, like, like uh that. yeah. Or like the critical role module. Does critical like, role have a module? They they have a published how did you not hear about where are you during the day, Jack? Critical role doesn't have just a module. They have a setting book. They have Yes, they've got an entire campaign guide now. Holy yeah, they, shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't, I don't fully want to get into that. Uh, but Matt Mercer um, is a fucking hack and a retard. Yes. And I yes, want to fight is, him but... IRL. Like, uh, like, no, he, like, no, he wants to share a beer with you and learn how much well, he has I want to fight Matt Mercer in a 2006 era JavaScript client with robots. Oh, you'll just put all your rope. You know what? I'm not getting back into this. Um, yeah, I'll put all my your... robots behind his and win. God. 
That's so gay. All right. Um, yeah, but I win. To and get, Matt Mercer loses. It's get, the principle of him losing that counts, to right? To answer your question, though, I actually see there being something, and I don't know how long this is going to last, but as of this moment, there's actually a conflict in leftist role-playing games between neoliberals and, like, more hardline, I don't want to say communists, but, like, I don't know. What's like the what's like the hardline communist version of SJWs? Well, the the issue is that there's no such thing as a hardline communist SJW. The people that you're identifying yeah. as hardline communists, like hardline communists, have not existed since 1990. No, 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 no. I'm saying the equivalent of so so woke. um radlibs so radical yeah, liberals. Well, radical only liberals two versus kind, in America, there are only two kinds of leftists. There are okay. either radlibs or neoliberals and anyone who isn't one of those two things is like it's probably a boomer that doesn't realize the parties have shifted or or a spirit or, or like someone who's like a democratic socialist who's like really principled about socialism that like if push came to shove would basically join an american nazi party like that those are the real like kind of ideological lines right. there but yeah so- so basically, there's a divide between radlibs and neolibs because neoliberals are all about Dungeons and Dragons. They are full on Hasbro shills. They love the corporatized mass like community uh, market dominance of yeah, Dungeons I'll, and Dragons. I'll, I'll get I'll get into that in my next in our in like our next episode. But if you want a little bit of a taste of it, you can check out the blog post I wrote, A Tale of Two Dun- uh, Judges. I'll link it in the description. Yeah. But then there's also the radlibs, and the radlibs are going towards the the powered by the apocalypse, towards a lot of indie stuff. A lot of the uh, the kickstarters uh, about role playing games are made by trannies. Uh, they are promoting the fact that they are trannies. They're LGBTQ. I just recently found one that was uh, what was it? Rainbow, rainbow unicorn fairy. Oh god. Something it's and like the selling point was that it was uh made by uh somebody who's like donating to the LGBTQ uh community. Weren't there, weren't there somewhere like you Here we go, pretty pretty where, fairy like, princess. If you bought a copy, they'd like give a copy to like a yes. person of color, like LGBT like person in yes. need. And and it's like so they're they're like a poor LGBT POC XYZ. Yeah. And so you're gonna help them by giving them a PDF of something that they could a PDF easily of just XYZ, yeah. pirate. <sighs> yeah, of course. But like the big uh, drawing point of this uh, pretty fairy princess in which your characters have three stats, pretty and fairy and princess. And you have to balance your attributes between those three. And the big draw of this was that they're uh, creating an anthology of 10 to 12 adventures, each adventure from a different member of the queer community. See, this is this is where like I, I guess like if you really like this is really something I find entertaining. But if you want to intellectualize and dig down into like why are trannies trannies, like you end up with this like entire like autogynephilia and sort of this weird. I guess you it's could- a demonization demonization of masculinity combined with the elevation of femininity combined with the like weird diets and like poor exercise regimens uh, leading to like reduced testosterone and increased estrogen. You can't play outside anymore because you got a bunch of Mexicans and blacks that might murder you. So you just sit inside and feminize school systems that are all about doing homework because women are really good at doing homework and boys hate homework. And it's like everything is just designed to uh, to reward 
femininity and punish masculinity. Then you get a whole bunch of guys who turn out to be but lesbians. But they also they also develop a uh, a sort of fetish around this like cartoonish version of like what they think a woman is, where you end up with this like pretty fairy princess, where like. Well, there's okay. Let me let me actually talk about this because I saw this on TG and I instantly knew you would hate this argument, but it is interesting to me. Somebody was saying that, like, actually, I think Super Lutheran might have said this. Yeah, Super Lutheran said this before. In anime, in like mangas, in in all kinds of like entertainment, women are the ones who are allowed to be interesting. Oh no, he's and completely guys, correct. Yeah, and anime and the is males extraordinarily gynocentric. Be... Yeah, it was from the uh, Evangelion right. episode of the Pause Button. Yes, yes, I, that was it. Actually, a uh, fun, fun Little Wars fact. I was listening to that while I primed BattleTech miniatures out near the uh, outhouse of the apartment complex I live at. Base outhouse. You have an outhouse. Like outhouses in the house outside, and all the other places. Whatever. That's not what an outhouse means. That's not what an outhouse is. <laughs> yeah. I was That's sitting okay. on the toilet in the outhouse. <laughs> Private my <laughs> miniatures. <laughs> The fumes really help the paint I mean, what, dry. you guys You guys don't use your airbrush while taking a mad dump? L- listen to Super <laughs> Lutheran talking about Evangelion. <laughs> the hey, man, s- oh, it, it God, scares the-, the shit out of you right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, congratulations, Mongers. But, that, but that's, that's Congratulations, congratulations, yes. topical oh and Evangelion. We are all over the place. Related. This yeah, is a garbage episode. Anyway, but, so there... But I, I, I think it's pretty good. That, though. Um... Because we've been Go ahead, going. Jack. Th- Go ahead, Jack. Let's let. I want to hear Jack talk. All right, well, all right. I- <laughs> just <laughs> once in the episode, just, I want to hear Jack once. talk. Just once, yeah. I want to hear Jack talk. So Jack talk and then shut up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Our> cat. <laughs> anyway, Your cat attacked you when you tried to talk. The cat. Ad- <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm trying to talk, cat. The cat just like scratched my face. Um. Anyway. <clears throat> so so yeah, no, no. no. I th- this is very interesting. I didn't really notice that that women are allowed to be interesting and men were not. I mean, I always thought that some male anime characters were, I mean, interesting. Well, think about Monster Girls, right? It's a male human, standard human male, pretty normal, boring guy, brown hair, brown eyes. And then he's got all of these crazy, like partial female Monster Girls with all these different abilities from humans that are with him. If you, like, literally, if you break down Monster Masume, like, what are, what is the main character good at? And, like, what are his, um, what are his traits that are actually differentiating him from the entirety of the human population? Uh, apart from his relationship to any of the other characters, right? He's a good cook, he can budget money, and he's empathetic. That's it, right? That's it. Like, there's nothing interesting to him. He has no arc. And he has no abilities. No he has abilities, nothing that makes no him nothing. stand out. The yeah. only reason that they like him is, or that, that that they all fall in love with him is because he's empathetic and doesn't think they're weird. Like that's that's the entire. Bit. And this is a this is a very common thing in the uh, supposed self insert. Right, is that they make the male so generic and boring that anyone watching can be like, "Oh, that might as well be me." But it actually, I've I saw on TG like just earlier today where somebody said it's easy to enjoy NTR if you just self-insert as the female. Why? What? Why would you self-insert uh, as the I'm, female? Uh, uh, because the puke. female gets to have fun. I I want to puke. That's right. It was really disturbing. I, I, I felt my like stomach <laughs> drop, like all the blood rushed out of my face. I haven't been that viscerally disgusted by anything yeah. in a long time. I saw this earlier, like while I was in the car with my parents driving to go stock up uh, in preparation for Corona Chan coming through. 
I was like reading TG on my phone. And I saw this and I was just like, I don't like this. But I get his point. This it's is the like, most disgusting thing we've ever discussed on this show. Period. <laughs> like this beats really? out everything. Yes. Yes. Is it really? My Ace was nowhere close to this level of this really disgusting. Because like, uh, yeah, it, like yeah. you could you could square it away as like this is all somebody's like really weird like, but it's like so bizarre it's kind of stupid and you can laugh at it. This is like yeah horrifying. Well, but again, it it boils back down to I think that in these forms of media. It's generally about the male being as boring and bland and generic as possible while the females have all of the the hyper reality emotional responses to the events going on. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, actually, that that's like I I hate to bring like keep on this topic, but that's that's interesting because this is another thing like not just in like anime, but like doujins and like hentai. Yeah. The. The, mm-hmm. the male is either extraordinarily ugly and you just don't want to look at him, or he's, like, yeah. so bland and expressionless and, like, not even there. You, that sometimes it's they like, don't even have a face. They don't even draw right, the face. Right, they don't even draw the face. And so it's entirely about the female and her, like, there's, it actually is very dehumanizing and almost, like, yeah, really. And, and you can see how someone would develop like dysmorphia if they kept intaking this media constantly is like, OK, you have like an anime porn addiction and you just keep watching anime and like your entire view of the world is like the only way to have any level of like real actualization is to become a cute anime girl. Well, how do you do right. that? Well, you f- just read what Reddit says. You become trans. like, <laughs> Which is why I am now instituting a pro cat boy policy. Okay, I'm also uh, secondarily well, as, as horrified. The, yeah, as the as, <laughs> as as the resident Catholic here, though, I would yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I would actually have to. No, uh, no, you already denounced Catholicism. You don't get to go back. Damn it, you can go back if you want. <laughs> you have to get ordained again. <laughs> I, I don't know what he else. has to. He has to go get. Uh, he has to go. Um, yeah, yeah. Get the Pope yeah, to. He has to go kiss the Pope's ring a second time. Well, I'm not kissing anything on the Pope because okay. the Pope now has coronavirus. Has coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the Corona Pope. But I heavily disavow whatever this this cat boy thing is going I can, on. I'm just I saying. I'm just saying. Like, make males interesting again. Well, yeah, that's that's like okay. So if you wanted to like, I, I don't know, like you could make male character. But the the other issue is like, how do you write a harem anime where the char- male character like actually self actualizes? Uh, that's another thing. We need to get rid of harem anime. Right, like harem. I, I don't think harem is a good genre. Like. No. Why, why, like, that, because my issue with it is, like, the main girl generally, more often than not, is the best for the main character, so, like, any reasonably self-actualized character would, like, like, if you, like, it's very, like, it's actually impossible to self-insert into these main characters in these harem animes, because you'd just be, like, the government, like, in the case of Monster Musume, the government tells me I can't bang the snake girl. Right. I just and do fu- it anyway, because what I are they going to do? They crazy, can't kill me. <laughs> I'm going to go be a crazy libertarian in the woods with my snake girl. If they tell yeah. me, if they if they try to kill me, I'll just take my snake girl and move to Belize. Okay. Right. Yeah. Fuck you, government. And kill, that actually kill would your be... Local girl, kill your local monster girl inspector, move to Belize, fuck yeah. your snake girl No, no, no. It's like, it's like, impregnate your snake girl, <laughs> uh, kill the local government monster girl inspector, move to Belize. Yeah. Exactly. Boom. Yes, easy. that's yeah. 
Um, no, but here's um, here's the thing though. The best harem anime to come out in a long time, Goblin Slayer. Mm. And Goblin Slayer himself is not a boring blank slate. But it's even it's even arguable to the degree that that's even a harem anime because there are just like a bunch of girls around, but they're not all aggressively like sexually into him. And there's like four different girls. There are four different girls who want him. They want his short sword, and he's busy giving it it to goblins implicitly. And then they're like, (laughs) but there are also two other. And yes, I am putting this in the intro to the next episode. that's, that's, That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but there, there are two other male characters in there that are also quite interesting, that are, like, supporting characters, and so, like, it actually has, like, a fully fleshed out cast of people, so it, like, at, to what degree is it, like, just, like, a... There's four women who want one man, it's a harem anime, the only reason it's good is because it's not a generic faceless, well, ironically, it is kind of faceless, but he's not, he's far from generic and boring, in fact... The main character is the most interesting character. Well, if you see the face as like a as a sort of shorthand for individual individuality, his right. like entire yes. get up and, and aesthetic is uh is is completely individually. The unique. helmet is the face. There's, his role is his face, which actually is an interesting commentary on male female dichotomy. The man's role and the the function he fulfills in society and the like method by which he fulfills his expectations to society is his face. He is the protector. He is the the pest. So not remover. only has Little Wars basically replaced political science theater forty thousand, it has also replaced the Weebcast. Fascinating. Look, you can't replace <laughs> dead podcasts. They're dead. I don't want to wear their their puppeted corpse around. I'm just saying, make men interesting again. Make your male characters interesting i don't give them personalities i don't think that's an issue for a lot of us though because if like no i'm not i'm talking about for animes sorry that was for animes yeah but like for animes like we don't really have any influence there unfortunately you see i'm telling the japs do this or god will smite you with coronavirus god won't smite you with coronavirus god will smite you with tranny virus which is worse oh which is way worse yeah. yeah speaking of trannies ooh. you guys want to move on to the uh to the next topic oh yeah i love talking about no i don't love talking I was about, about to, i was hoping I you're gonna this. say i love trannies <laughs> <laughs> i have i have um, no idea what the next topic is oh boy i love complaining about trans activists my favorite there you go there it you never go. gets then, old and tiring that these people get this to is have related to your s- article i know let it's really it. I'm, I'm i'm just let me do the bit i was doing <laughs> so, a really fast bit but like go ahead so uh, there was a there's a lot of outrage about uh, the judges guild. We talked about it last episode. The Go whole Bob listen to uh, last episode is a great episode. You'll love yeah, it. Bob Bled yeah a lot better than this one. Uh, Bob Bledsaw uh, came out and said some uh, some some things, and some people disagreed with him uh, because some of those things he said was about Jews. Fuhrer Bledsaw, all hail. Yes, yes, all hail Fuhrer. Now. He came out and said some things about Jews, and it turns out that some people had some problems. And some of these people who had some problems made some YouTube videos. One of them is a channel called Goodman Games. And on this channel, Goodman Games, there's this kind of effete-looking old, probably Anglo, maybe Norman guy. And he's sitting next to a person. And uh, Jack, I want you to take a look and uh, tell me, what kind of person do you think this is? Hmm. What 
kind of person? Well, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say that that is a man baby. <laughs> that is a very frumpy, fat lady looking man baby. Mm, that yeah. is Paul Jacques. <laughs> Paul. Paul Jacques, who now goes by Janelle Jacques. Mm. And Janelle Jacques is a transgender lesbian. Mm. Somebody watched too many harem animes. Well, I mean, I mean, it is straight, right? Like Janelle Jacques no. is a transgender lesbian married to this person. Oof. This person is also is a now, guy. This person is William Heinemann. Oh God! Who is who is now Rebecca Heinemann? Who is now also a transgender lesbian? This is very gay. So we've got two transgender lesbians married to each other. At that point, why even become trans? How many levels of gay are you on, my dude? (laughs) I didn't know that this level was possible. Well, the the issue I have here is like, okay, so you're going to do this, and then you're going to get on the hormones, and then you're going to ruin your sex drive, and then you're going to get mad about how the fact that your weird autogynephilia fetish doesn't function anymore, and then you're going to kill yourself because you've lost your identity with this Oh no, they're not going to kill... They're not going to kill themselves. They're going to kill our hobby because my guess is all of this transgender lesbian thing is just networking for next level woke activists. Because these people are involved and I'm going to post this picture as well. These people are involved with another guy whose name is Brian Stillman. And between uh, Rebecca, quote unquote, Rebecca Heinemann and Brian Stillman, these people have a lot of sway. I pulled this up. Uh, you can actually find this right on Wikipedia. Janelle Jacquet has an article right on Wikipedia. These people, two of them are Jews. Uh, two of them are trans lesbians. And the three of them together have an enormous amount of sway in not only the role playing game community, but also the video game industry. How? Hmm. Janelle How could Jacquet, this have happened? Janelle it, Jacquet worked for id Software on the Quake series of video games. No. No, no whoa, 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 whoa. Chat. Yeah. John. This, Did you get this my name wrong? Possibly really? have anything. It's because you renamed my freaking name in here, didn't you? No. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I, I forgot okay. who I was. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I'm an idiot. This couldn't yeah. possibly have anything to do with the fact that, I don't know, like, maybe, you know, that they're just really good at making video games and role-playing games, you know, just arbitrarily, and the, the, the free market is rewarding them, you know, it's a red-pilled ANCAP, I really have to, like, uh, simp for the free market, you know, and capitalism and well, freedom. <laughs> you better not just, uh, throw too many stones, because I got some bad news for you, buddy. Oh, are they not good at uh are they not this, good at uh, role playing games? This tranny, this tranny Janelle Jacquet produced illustrations for Game Designers Workshop. And do you know where some of those illustrations showed up? Oh wow, really where? Mongoose Traveler. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> You've been called out! Oh no! The mongoose traveler is this a is this a coincidence? I think is not. mongoose trans. 
Have we cracked Mongoose the code? Mongoose Transler? <laughs> there are no coincidences. Whoa, whoa. Mongoose Trans, no... it's transgender Hitler. Whoa. I've seen an anime like this. Speaking of, uh, no, okay. Uh, yeah, so, no, they, I, I looked into this. Um, Janelle Jaquet uh, also worked for TSR on old school uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Not confused with TRS. <laughs> no, yes. no. TSR, the stuff, right? Uh, <laughs> the stuff, and, uh, right? <laughs> the stuff, right? Yeah. Um, no, she, uh, she, he worked on Dragon, the Dragon Dice game. I thought you were going to say Drag Queen Story Hour there for a second. <laughs> the the Dragon Queen Story Hour. Story oh, Hour. All right. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. No. Then I looked into uh, who this uh, trans lesbian is married to, Ooh. and uh, yeah, extremely Jewy Jew. Uh, these people have a lot of sway over things like Gen Con. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of sway over uh, all sorts of things in the role-playing game hobby. But watching this video that they're in with this uh, this very soy-looking older Anglo guy, uh, he comes out and, of course, he says that it's just entirely unconscionable to say the things that Bob Bledsaw has. H- how dare you say that Jews run the media? Now... I'm sitting next to a, a trans lesbian married to a Jew who associates with another Jew. And let me constantly defer to it. I mean, her, I mean, him, I mean, her about how evil it is to point out that Jews run things. Uh, and also, we're going to continue selling Bob Bledsaw stuff because we've also have a special deal where all of the money is going to this trans blob next to me. Yeah, this is yet an yet another instance of these people who are they're still selling the old modules, but it's okay because all of the money's going to us. But we still hate everything these people stand for. But we're still making money, so keep buying the stuff we're selling. I, see, I'm not fully convinced that everybody isn't just screwing Bob out of his uh, didn't just screw yeah, Bob out of all of his money through Probably. uh you know yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and then like, and now that now it became convenient to throw him under the bus, so they're gonna do that, and then like milk the money for all it's worth. It, yeah, I mean, we saw that. We talked about that last time. It's the exact same. Yeah, playbook these people again. need to be taken out for seafood. Yeah, some uh, some uh, really high, really quality. potent, potent imitation crab. Oof! I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I just did. I, I, but these people are are very disgusting. Yeah. Like, literally disgusting. If you look up Janelle Jaquet and uh, Rebecca Heinemann and their uh, their little, like, like, freaking look at this picture, the third picture I posted. That's Janelle Jaquet standing in front of Brian Stillman. This is a midget. Like, we just talked about these. Here he is, this little Jewish goblin gremlin looking guy. And these are the people who are telling you what is right and wrong in the role-playing game community. They're telling you what's right and wrong in general. Well, yeah. Okay. Sure. But in this instance, yeah. Oh, it's just, it's maddening because you watch these videos and they have this, especially this tranny has the most smug, self-assured, like barely hidden smile on its hideous, frumpy, fat face as it's just like making this expression of, I'm talking down to you you terrible cishet white people every time i see these people it reminds me of this old song from or old lyrics from an old song from the rhodesian wars 
mm. where the uh, the narrator basically just says like with all this you shouldn't be surprised that we resist all the sanctimonious trash you tried to feed us through the barrel of a gun right yeah and that's that's what that's like exactly the kind of sentiment i feel is like everything these people do is state enforced Christian moms against like transgender story hours can't even like protest it without like the because the they feds. got snipers pointing yeah, at them. The feds yeah. like putting snipers on top of the building, and you're just gonna sit there with your sanctimonious little amoral smile, profiting off of the labor of someone you're working to destroy, and then act like you're you have the moral high ground. These people are disgusting, repugnant pieces of moral filth and detritus. Yeah, their existence is parasitic, not only just on like society, but on the human race in general. It's like par- their yeah. existence isn't just like detrimental to us. It's like probably detrimental in some way to like black people in Africa, like just in the abstract. I don't know how, but there's probably some way it is, and it's disgusting. The black, the black freaking race. Yeah, the black race. <laughs> yeah, trans race <sighs> oppresses the black race. I don't know how, but it probably does. Well, they are awfuls. I mean, not technically awfuls, but they're trying to be awful. What, what was again? A- affluent, the, white, well, they're not white, female they're liberal. Yeah. They're not female. Well, right, yeah. so, right. They're, they 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 worship the awful. Afflu- affluent Jewish tranny. Well, liberal. no, these are the people that the awfuls just work with. But these, they're just disgusting. They have like no. That they, they have no moral. They should have no moral standing. Like the idea that anyone should give these people any moral right to comment on anything is absurd. They sh- they have no right. Yeah, I don't know. They they don't have any right, and yet they're given it by these really just... I don't know, dude. Just, like, watching this video, I, I just went back and watched a little bit of it to, like, make sure I had the kind of demeanor right. And this this guy who's sitting next to this tranny is just shooting glances over at it, at this butchered bizarre looking fake frumpy female this and plastic expression, abomination of hormones and soy filth and uh adipose tissue and yeah. the, the and the guy next to him next to him is just making these expressions like is it okay if i say this am i all right to say this is it okay for me to say like i don't feel comfortable with what bob bledsaw said because of well because of your journey of what you've been through and it's like, why don't you detail what that journey is? Why don't you detail what this trans lesbian has done to itself to gain power over what, you? Put, putting an M80 in a frickin' Thanksgiving ham? <laughs> well, well, th- well thank- <laughs> thankfully, Mr. Medicare has, has documented know, he did. all of this. Yeah. And you can find but, that. But on the it. point is, like, it's... It's this bizarre subversion or inversion of virtue where it's like it used to be going through hardship for the sake of betterment of others made you a good person. The literal now, transvaluation of morals. The transvaluation of morals. Now, when they, when they coined that term, they didn't know exactly how on the nose they were going to be. Or on how the on nose. the inverted, <laughs> on the science pussy that they were. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. Like, dude, like, I don't know if you watched the video, but like the. <sighs> I did. I mean, I watched yeah. about half of it and I had to tap out and I, 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 I watched watch the whole, routinely. I watched the whole thing and it's just like, neither of these people have virtue. You've got one who's a spineless faggot and you've got the other who's a dickless faggot. It's not that he's spineless. He's, he's worse than that. He's like a, 
He's like Enabler. a disgusting little worm who like yeah. who like when he when he like when he stabs you, he like goes ahead and only will stab you when he's sure it's like completely safe for him to do so. He wouldn't even stab you in a dark alleyway if there was an iffy chance, right? There's yeah. no honor to this person. There's no real value. He has no values beyond his own little personal profits. Like there's nothing transcendent about his existence and there's nothing in, in like a metaphysical sense that's even valuable about his existence. Like there's the universe would not care or should not care if this man were to like completely vanish. And not to mention he's got like a third of the body mass of the tranny. <laughs> Which is which is amazing because I'm pretty sure he's. Fatter. I'm pretty sure I could height mog no. everyone in this picture, and I'm well, not. I don't know, dude. Have you seen that? That tranny's fucking tall. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks look, looks like a linebacker. Look at this video. Like that's the two right there. Yeah, <sighs> this scrawny little like shrunken chest, glasses wearing soy boy, aging Anglo loser who's looking over at the tranny for permission for everything. You're like, please, please oh. let me permission to be permission to be offended, signal, ma'am. Ma'am, yes. can I have a crumb of crumb of virtue, please? Right, it's permission to virtue signal. That's how pathetic these people are. God, and, and the, uh, yeah, at least and the at trainee, least the, at least 2016 SJWs would at least virtue signal without permission. <laughs> God, Antifa uh. would never steep this low. <laughs> the tranny doesn't even sound like a woman. <laughs> no, the tranny just the, the tranny's doing like a voice like this. That's all I have to do. I'm a tranny now. I'm a it's woman. Like, yay. Yeah, it's uh, it's like fat nasal dude. That's a woman. Jesus Maud. <laughs> uh King Arthur, come back for us. <laughs> King Arthur, please. We need please you. We, need, us, we yeah. need a real woman in the room. We need a no, we need an interesting man. <laughs> I wanted to do a fate post in your room. I know, I don't like fate. Yeah, but the waifus are good. The waifus are always good, Mongoose. That's the problem. The waifus are so good you want to become the waifu. Well, okay, but fate has a lot of very interesting uh, male characters outside of like um, there's, uh, Archer, there's, uh, there's the, uh, I thought Archer's Irish like guy. a class. I don't think that's a person. Well, the, Archer is a class, but he's all, the, also is used to refer to, uh, Emia Archer, who was like the, the first Archer in the franchise mm. and his identity was a secret. So he only went by Archer at the time. I just don't like it cause it's too Catholic for me. Uh, holy, holy grail stuff. It's like, no. Holy Grail predates like all the stuff we hate about Catholicism. It's very, it's very Evolian, actually. Maybe you, like, you should, you should read your Evola, man. Evola talks about how the, the the Holy Grail is like a concept, actually predates even Christian tradition in Europe. It's uh, it's very uh, very old and perennial. Um, fate itself is very Evolian. Okay, well, this is not traditional games related at all. <laughs> yeah, well. <sighs> We we should we should we should do an Evolian uh, fate an episode, episode on Evola. Yeah. We just do an an episode on everything that's Evolian, so we just talk about Monster Girls and fate the entire time. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're getting a little off the. Uh, oh, a little bit. A little yeah, bit. a little bit. Anyway, so this Bob, I'm sure this Bob Bledsaw thing will continue, and uh, I'm excited. It will continue in perpetuity, and unfortunately, Bob will never have any sort of vehicle for his, like, 
like the writing of his like well he'll never have a vehicle to like even receive financial compensation for what's been done to him he's yeah. been irreparably damaged and he can't do anything I mean about again it. I don't I really don't even care because he was just writing modules he should be ashamed of himself for doing that but the people who are attacking him are so much worse than he is that it's like you're that's kind of why I'm the most angry they're making me defend a module writer hmm. I'm not, I'm not even, like, I, I, there's a time and a place for modules, and also, like, these are, like, classic old-school D&D modules, so, like, I don't really have a dog in this fight, and also, like, if he's convincing people that really like modules to give him their money, okay, exploit people mm. that are bad at RPGs, I don't care, uh, like, fine, if you, if, if you don't know better, a fool and his money are easily parted, like, in freaking your that's own not loss. A, that's not a great... That's not great. Anyway. Well, I can I can tell them that modules are bad, but I'm not going to like take away their yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It's I modules aren't like drugs or porn. Like, well, what's the probability that we'll move on to the next topic? Uh, zero. What's the next topic? There's probability. I was trying to set you up. <laughs> ah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is Mongoose drunk? So No. <laughs> drunk I'm just, with power. I'm, I'm drunk on being an idiot. Uh Drunk on ketamine. Yeah, so, I don't know if everybody here knows this, all the listeners, but I have an engineering background, which, okay, yay, wonderful, he's a stim fag, great, what's he gonna talk about? This has put me in contact with a lot of the r slash I fucking love math and science types, um, who are generally subhuman mongrels that have no right to exist on my planet. But one of the things that's the most frustrating out of all of these sort of uh, rhetorical games they play is they talk about how great math is. And I would like to, just because math is important for us, because all our games are mechanically speaking, mathematically based. Based. The issue is that math, math is fake, and it's dumb and cringe and gay. Hmm. Uh, integral calculus doesn't exist, and it's stupid and cringe. And to the extent integral calculus is useful, it's because there's a, some kind of fudge factor relating it to reality. The only real form of mathematics is statistics, because statistics are the only form of mathematics that are prioristically concerned with what you can actually say about things that are real, as opposed to just, like, things that exist in the abstract, like, I don't know, a Newtonian integration on a uh, on a function, or a Laplace transformation. I'm not exactly sure if I have enough IQ points to disagree with you, but I'm going to go ahead and do so anyway. Well, you're wrong. I wasn't listening to anything he said. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, he was. Well, I he, mean, I mean, you're wrong. Like he's he's basically saying that mathematics is is useless, or or it is. Yeah. It is like. 2 plus 2 equals 4 isn't true because there's no such thing as a perfect 2 and a perfect 2 to add Would you together. say it's a social construct? Yes, it is. And social constructs are inherently useless, huh? I'm, I'm looking at two of my fingers right now. Only when they relate to statistics are they useful. Like 13 do 50. And there's another two fingers on my other hand. So you have two hands. So 2 plus 2 is 2. Well, but but together, though, there are four you have ten fingers. There are four fingers. No, you have ten fingers. Oh. Did you get in an accident? <laughs> yes. Are you injured? Was... This is a very simplistic. This is a very simplistic. Uh, um, sort of. Uh, what would it be like? Um, I've had two shots of tequila, and I'm too drunk for your four nonsense. <laughs> anyway, Jack. Yes. Jack. Think of it like this: 
in calculus, there is a three-dimensional object. I think it's called like a, a Gabriel's trumpet or like a Jericho horn or something like that. I don't know. Somebody in the audience probably knows they can a, put it in the comments. A, a Gabriel's trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, it, you're using Catholic terms. Anyway, it's got like some. It's got something where it has a, a a finite volume, but an infinite sort of surface area. Okay. But it's not real, right? Like, but in statistics, there's this thing called a normal curve, and we can use a normal. I'm sorry, curve. is this about is this about baptism or what? Are we, are we talking about the Eucharist? No. What are we talking about? We're talking about normal curves. In infinite surface area, but limited volume. Yes. This this is what you learn when you become a Jesuit. It's a mathematic, and this this is why math isn't real because <sighs> it's physically impossible to build an object that has an infinite surface area and a finite volume. I'm just um, saying, can, can you have an infinite harem but a limited amount of testosterone? No, statistically, that's impossible. That's why statistics right. are useful and real, right? Is that the thing is statistics tell you what's real. You can you can measure something and then you can have a confidence interval on how big it actually is but the the thing about statistics that's that's really great is that statistics govern themselves with the analysis of probability and the analysis of sort of game th theory and things and they're also very useful for analyzing combat results which is war gamers is highly important to us and as it turns out for those of you who are carefully listening in the audience there are many mathematical models that describe sort of uh, conflict and things coming across one of them is the Petri multiplier, which, like uh, in its own banality, notes that if there are less women than men in a room, and women and men make sexist comments at the same rate, and randomly choose to make sexist comments at members of the opposite sex, more women will or women will receive on average more numbers of sexist comments because there are less of them than men, which is stupid, and one of those like theoretical math things that's not real. And then there are the Lanchester Laws, which are extraordinarily useful. It's a set of differential equations which one can use to model attrition to forces over time based on the forces sort of numbers and fireability. It's chiefly used to analyze the, uh, the sort of um, pure effects of raw fire in a firefight and can be used to analyze the balance of two, uh, two forces. So, so was, this, was this primarily used by English longbowmen? No, Lanchester Square Law, like it, it's it's a relatively. Are you eating while we're podcasting? Who me? Yeah. No. You sound like you have something in your mouth. Probably because I'm sick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. Yes, I'm gonna die of coronavirus. This is the last podcast you guys will ever have me on. Then you'll be free of the Yoda bit. Chewing on Corona Chan's toe. <laughs> I chew on other things, not the toe though. Oh. <laughs> um. It's it actually dates back to World War One, um, and he he used a linear version for the relation of sort of fire where you don't know the enemy is with like artillery fire, but it it makes a series of key assumptions that are actually applicable to war games that there's a constant stream of fire, and that uh, the fire occurs at a uniform rate, and that enemies lose forces at a uniform rate, and you can actually model over time through these differential equations, because you basically have a value for how many dudes you have, how powerful your dude's shots are, and then you can, and then how many dudes the enemy has and how powerful his shots are. And you can actually use that to model, in theory, what, like, how, uh, given an infinite amount of time, who loses all their dudes first. Hmm. So what you're saying is I can model my 40k basilisk shots 
So wait, wait. That's which... Lanchester's <laughs> linear law. Lanchester's square law is actually concerned with uh, guys shooting at each other in an actual firefight. Uh, but the, the, the thing about this that's actually important for wargamers isn't the specifics of modeling like gunfire. But it's the uh, it's the abstracted thing. If you can act, you could actually take these mathematical models and abstract them out, and use them to sort of define a uh, a sort of or not define, but sort of define parameters within like a points value system for a war game or like battle value for BattleTech, which uh, points are the uh, in-game currency, meta currency used to buy your units before you like have an army. So a thousand points, you get a thousand <laughs> points worth of dudes that you've bought. And then you fight, and in theory that's balanced, but it not it it always necessarily may not be. But you could actually come up with like, okay, so your points are your, like in in this model, like points are like the thing you're taking attrition away from. So that's your uh, that's your numbers, and then you, you could you could abstract out the firepower of certain things within the points, and you can see or you can see what you would expect to see like. A 1,500-point force would you would expect versus a 1,000-point force for it to perform this way. And then you could conduct actual tests with the games or anecdotally say what you would expect and then see whether or not that matches the or Lanchester's um, model, which is actually a fairly reasonable model for the average war game if you, if you parameterize your equations correctly. Can you give us an example? Um... So, for example, uh, let's say I have a game of Battletech that I think is going to happen. And Battletech has battle value, which is notoriously not balanced because it's calculated using a series of equations of what the mechs actually have in terms of armor and weapons and other things. But you can... Um, I've seen it done, and I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but some people have used the Lanchester Square Law to say... In theory, on an open field, if you had this much battle value and this much battle value fighting... Uh, the side with greater battle value would win, and the other side would be wiped out, but we can expect the side that wins to lose this much battle value over the course of the fight, on average. And they can, uh, and then they, you can, you can kind of match that up to, like, actual game experience. Does that match up with how you, uh, you actually play the game, or does that not? And it actually turns out, anecdotally speaking... Uh, even though battle value is a hideously subjective uh, thing because it weights everything pretty much the same regardless of context, even though context changes the value of certain things, uh, it does appear to normalize things out because battle value is so subjectively random within the context of the game. So it actually is in some weird sense statistically a balanced thing even though, if in, even though individually uh, battle value does not individually balance any one mech against another. For example, if I take a striker mech for literally 1488 battle value, um, I'm not guaranteed that that's going to be abstract worth another mech that's worth, like, I don't know, about 1500 battle value. But if I play enough games, I'll be generally... Uh, I'll generally be able to tell that the 1500 battle value of the striker is generally worth about 1500 battle value in a fight. Well, so so to to boil this down a little bit, uh, because you're you're throwing out a lot of different uh, different bullshit. ideas and bullshit. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. So so to boil this down a little bit, we all we all know that say one unit would be better in a firefight than another unit, 
right? Yes. Sim- si- simply, simply due to the stats, right? So like, so like if one unit, say in 40k terms, had rapid fire and the other unit did not, right? And they had equivalent guns and everything, the rapid fire one would be better rapid firing into the other unit, right? Like, like that's, that's pretty obvious, right? Even yes. if, even like, like, and, and this, this kind of thing only works if they cost the same number of points. Right. Well, if I could give an example real quick, uh, me and the boys tried to play Arma 3 last night. Oof. Yeah. And uh, we were playing against uh, AI computers, and uh, these computers have, like, laser binocular vision. And uh, so we got into a situation where we encountered an enemy squad, and we start, you know, laying down a little bit of fire at them. They start firing back at us, and then, then they really start firing back at us with a lot of guns. So we get pinned down, and we start crouching. We start going for cover, and then they start picking us off. So our fire starts diminishing very quickly over time, whereas theirs is like maybe dropping off only slightly as we get one or two kills. And so yeah. you can actually look this up. Uh, there's a Wikipedia page on this, and they've actually modeled the uh, the graphs. And you can see this. They had a significantly larger force, and so they lose a little bit of firepower, but then it kind of evens out as our fire stops being returned in any kind of meaningful way, and our firepower just plummets as they pick us off and kill us. Right. I believe the, uh, the sort of... Um graph that that probably is the most illustrative of this point would be uh the unit ratio in strength is 1 to 1.4 and the uh the ratio in firepower is 1 to 1 so uh each unit of uh of force uh has the same amount of firepower regardless of side but you see that the uh 1.4 side goes from 1.4 to 1 it loses 0.4 of its strength so in this case, that's going to work out to be about two-sevenths of its strength, while the other side is completely wiped out. And you can see that, you okay, you can expend two-sevenths of your force strength to actually completely wipe out an inferior opponent. Right, yeah. at which point the inferior opponent uh, rage quits because the game is a cheating asshole. Well, so, right. so I, I, think, I think most war gamers have a very, very intuitive uh, understanding of this, or at least the ones that are very experienced and are and are veterans of this. Well, right? it, yeah. it also occurs to me that Mongoose has talked about this in the past when he's said things like horde rules yes. inherently tend to be a, a, a predominant strategy. Yeah, they, they, they're a Pareto dominant strategy for this reason, because you can actually see um, where even if you have a uh, a lower amount of firepower per unit, um, and you, you you have a two to one advantage. You can actually completely wipe out your opponent while being completely wiped out. Uh, so the so the actual a, a proportionate increase in firepower ability does not necessitate um, a proportionate sort or like that doesn't necessarily balance a slight increase in firepower value will not always balance an increase in numbers. So a lot of nor- war games don't actually give. Uh, non-horde factions twice the firepower ability against yeah. uh, horde horde armies or twice no, the actual but, effectiveness but i know what 40k does it'll actually give them twice the range so that they can constantly kite the uh uh kite the when horde. I, when i'm saying like twice the holistic combat ability in general games do not give yeah, a, yeah that true. that kind of proportionate thing which actually means that in in a in a long enough sort of uh 
context, in a, in a large enough context, in an abstracted out context, you would see, okay, if games are fought at non-standard values, like larger values, you would see hordes begin to become Pareto dominant just because of how much more advantageous they are. And I think I've said before, the only thing preventing any given war game from being completely dominated by horde tactics at the tournament level, generally speaking, other than like people exploiting rules cleverly, is uh, is just time constraints. Otherwise, it would be completely like usually the best way to play because they don't balance against hordes correctly, per the like the Lanchester uh, Land- Square Law. Yeah, but if you're looking to test out your war game to see if it's actually Pareto equivalent, you can actually parameterize these differential equations. Take a uh, a Python module from like the year 2017. And uh, and you can actually um, run simulations on this and, and see how it works if you're so inclined, or you could do it by hand, or you could uh, or you could not, which I'm sure all our audience is going to do. Although I may in the future, and if I do, I'll post results. See, but but I I honestly don't find that as useful as considering secondary stats for why for why you would choose one unit over another against a horde. Well, I, I when I say holistic combat ability, I'm saying you take everything as a whole and then you just apply a, a value to it. Right? Yeah, like, everything: accuracy, uh, range, damage, rate of fire, everything. Ability to move, maneuver. Uh, how oh, how good how good is the maneuverability in the rules set? So like for example in BattleTech, moving really fast gives you a bonus against being hit, which all, sometimes if you move far enough can exceed any cover bonuses you could realistically acquire. So like there's an advantage to doing that. Um, whereas in other systems, moving really fast isn't as useful, even though the ability to reposition yourself is always pretty useful, but it isn't as great as it would be in say a system like BattleTech. I see. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's legit. Yeah, because these are war games. You'd actually it'd be a lot more abstract than just because again, this is a when we're just talking about rates of fire with soldiers. You have to keep in mind that Lanchester or Lanchester was designing this law in a time period where everybody was fighting with, in the macro scale, virtually identical weapons, and they're just fighting with people that are generally speaking about the same capability. So there's not an appreciable difference per man per damage. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, that that's that's my brief digression on like autistic war game crap. That well, I'm make sure. sure you link the uh, Wikipedia page on the. Uh... Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah. I will for further reading because it is actually kind of interesting uh, for those interested. And speaking of uh, fighting against man in hand to hand horde. Uh, strategies plague inc was just banned in china <laughs> i i could actually respect just... that i could see i could see like the government saying this is defeatist and we don't want people like siding <laughs> with the virus well actually like the, the the funny thing was like so um they just received uh information that plague inc this is quote Plague Inc. includes content that is illegal in china as determined by the cyberspace administration of china and was as such removed from the Chinese Steam and China App Store. Reminds me of how they had like a minister of foreign culture in Russia who claimed that yeah. anime was a subversive threat because it made Russian teens like 
become homosexual and kill themselves. <laughs> you know, that would have been a great thing to bring up in our earlier conversation about that. I, topic, I was only but... <laughs> reminded when you mentioned like that. I'm just tying it together. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a holistic yeah. podcast. But, but yeah, like. But the funny thing, the funny thing to me is that all I can say is good riddance because the damn Steam Workshop does not include a way to filter by language, and the Steam Workshop is filled to the brim with Chinese mods. <laughs> So this might actually stop the damn Chinese spammers from from releasing their workshop crap into the English workshop. Excellent. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Base Corona Chan. Wipe out the Chinese so that our chat rooms can be free of the the weird chink characters. Just, just, just post like uh just post a Tiananmen Square copy pasta in game. Boom. Game well, instantly it's not gone. a multiplayer game. And like you can't you can't post it in the workshop. So it used to be just like the other day. I looked just the other day because I was curious. If you looked at the workshop, it was all Chinese mods. Every single name, all the descriptions, all of the in-game language was all Chinese. You can't read a damn bit of it. Now I'm looking and I'm reading nothing but English names in here. Beautiful. Beautiful. Corona Chan has completely excised the Chinese virus. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. Moi. Yep. Moi. I, I just thought that's great where like the Chinese are like, oh, oh, you have game about virus. Oh, we must remove reference to virus. <laughs> but China's I, fine, I actually, by the way. I actually sympathize China's with the Chinese fine, government in that, in that sense, though. Like, no, no, I, no, but China yeah, has... Yeah, it's a good idea. No, no, the coronavirus cases have stopped growing in China. It's fine. It's fine. Why would you... Why would you need to remove Plague Inc. just now? It's been under control for days now, for weeks. Yeah, totally is, 100%. Yeah, there's, but but right now we're removing this game. Speaking of the coronavirus, uh, I know this isn't traditional games related, but it is related to gay people, which we were talking about earlier. Did you guys hear about that story where guys on 4chan were using proxies and pretending to be gay on Grindr to try to talk to Chinese nationals and get info yes, about the situation I in did China? See that. No. Yeah. <laughs> And and so they they would they would be like they'd be like they they'd like start a chat with some Chinese guy they'd be like hey bro nice cock and then the guy'd like start talking to him and be like okay tell me about the coronavirus. <laughs> well, they were they they were a little more subtle than that, but yeah. Well, obviously, but it is it is very obvious that they're just like hey man um it's like a gotcha moochie post up until they're like okay you got to tell me about this virus how are things in your area, and then the, the guy would tell them. And then they basically just like leave. But you see, there there were like five hundred, at least five hundred thousand infected. There are dead people everywhere. I hear reports. It's very scary. So it's gay for gossip. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's wow. e, it's it's e gay for gossip. It was only an irony. They were only just pretending to ironically be capitalists. Right. So right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of Grinder, did you hear that the uh, Jewish CEO of Grinder stepped down recently? Uh, yes, I do believe it. All did. of those, all of those big dating websites, uh, Tinder, uh, Grindr, uh, eHarmony, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish, they were all run by the same company with a Jewish CEO. Yes, and that, I knew that. And that CEO just stepped down last, uh, back in uh, January, actually. No hmm. way. Along with 241 other CEOs. You know, the, there seems to be a lot of CEOs stepping down. That is kind of odd. Yeah. I wonder if it could have anything to do with this obviously American-engineered bioweapon that's totally backfired. Um, I don't know, but... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's an American-made bioweapon, but there definitely seems uh, to be It's Canadian. Any no, no, club can to beat the CIA with. No, no, no. It was Canadian because 
the chinks who have infiltrated Canada stole it from a Canadian bioweapons lab. And like the day after the coronavirus appeared, there was two of them that were like kicked out of Canada for espionage. I don't know if I want to sign on. I'm, I'm just gonna say, we're 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 doing. You can come to Little Wars for everything. We're even doing a, a news roundup that's just better than like all the other news roundups now. Well, too. look, Pandemic is a board game, and you Plague don't Inc. even is based need other podcasts anymore. What are we talking <laughs> about? This is like like you don't even need anything else. You need everything from us. Yeah. You can you, you can get your uh, your statistical uh, uh, one hundred and one class math talk. You can you can get your like tranny uh, roundup. I mean, cook off. I mean, oh shit, cook off. <laughs> like the yeah, training's like a T thirty four tank. It's like, sorry, we've scored a direct hit on their ammo rack. They're cooking off. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was going with that, but I like your imagery better than mine. We'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, T sixty four tanks. Uh, they they had a uh, fatal flaw where they would store the ammo in a ring around the turret, and if it cooked off, the turret would blow off like vertically. Because the ammo would all, like, explode inward and, like, pressurize and blow the turret off its ring. So it would fly up in the air and there would just be this column of exploding fire that was just completely unique to that tank. Well, that's a good way to confirm a kill, I guess. Yeah, ammunition cook-offs are actually, uh, they scare me. I don't even work with tanks, and I'm scared of them. The idea of being trapped inside of a metal box while a bunch of like weapon rounds explode around you is just horrifying what about being trapped in a male body while your uh your gender identity explodes you around mean, you you mean a sleeve a male sleeve a sleeve no you're getting into next week's well, episode we're, we're, yeah <laughs> oh, we're like geez. we're like we're, we're jack, teasing jack has like jack has ascended to jumping ahead to next week's topic <laughs> yeah he's not even jumping topics in the current <laughs> yeah. episode he's like that's lame i'm gonna next jump week. weeks yeah, I'm gonna time travel. Dude, next week Jack's gonna come back from the future and he's gonna be like, "Hey, D and D sixth edition. Here's the rule book. We're gonna do a review." <laughs> oh God, did we even review fifth edition? I don't think we did. No, I mean nah, like it's really. same same old D and D, same old cringe, same no. old gay. <laughs> well, we yeah. did we did kind of review it. I do remember that. I went through it we've, and I kind of reviewed. I it. I mean, we've complained about it before. I mean, anyone in the audience who needs to know like a review of D and D fifth edition, like it's bad. Don't play it. Boom, done, easy. No, it's it's completely based. What are you talking about? There's. There's actually no leftism in it whatsoever. Don't look at the picture used to represent humans. Yeah, please, dear God, don't do that. But also, <laughs> but well, but but the Eberron expansion for it, I thought was slightly based. Wasn't that the thing the with dragon, dragon crystals? crystals? Yes, that was, oh, that was the yes. dragon crystals. I'd rather just play Final Fantasy and, and, and the laws <laughs> against miscegenation. Come on, can, can we can we just play Final Fantasy V? That had dragons and crystals in it. At least it's not Pathfinder, which, according to F. Wesley Schneider, has 50 LGBTQ characters in Pathfinder. 50? Oh, really? Really? 50? 50 LG- he actually went through and made a list on... Uh, you'll never get to guess which website this is. Tumblr. <laughs> uh, okay. You get on the first try, you... It's Tumblr, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, he, made, he went through and made an entire list of 50 different LGBTQ characters. P-I-I-A plus barbecue characters. Uh, yes, I'm doing the joke where I get the acronym wrong because it never gets old. L-G-B-T-Q-E-R-T-Y X-Y-Z QWERTY S-R-M M-R-M L-R-M A-C 
Well, PPC. So. Well, congratulations! <laughs> it, it actually got it actually got old. Yeah, for you. Um, so a lot of I'm, a lot I'm of these are in like some it. weird like comics or their art in various like splat books. Um, there's all kinds of links, and these go back as far as 2014. 20 actually hold hold on 2013 2012 2011 here's one that goes back to 2006 pathfinder iconic characters pathfinder comic volume 4 2006 so these pathfinder's been gay the whole time yes wow yes it has yeah right um, but all of this started because I found this uh, Tumblr blog that has this uh, link to this dwarf character who is a tranny. And this is apparently a canon character in Pathfinder. Yeah, they, they have these like iconic characters. It's all just very cringe, right. stupid, and, and this, dumb. This and this one's name You shouldn't play is... Pathfinder. It's dumb and shitty. That's true. But this, this character's name is Shardra Geltel. Which is very similar to Shtetl. Mm, where she should go and stay. Forever. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm going to link this here. So this is Shardra Geltel. And I'm looking at this picture of this character art. And I just don't know what the heck I'm looking at. It's like some weird Aztec <laughs> tranny with a stone dragon pet or something. I, I don't, don't know, know and I don't care. It looks yeah. disgusting. Like, like the Pathfinder art style is this like weird yeah. new fantasy RPG art style, and it's disgusting and awful and bad. Yeah, I I highly dislike. If you it like too. it, you're you're like low IQ. I'm sorry. Like, well, we did review the Pathfinder art when the Pathfinder Two came out. It's just garbage. I I, I don't um, actually know what I hate about it. It's just it's gaudy for gaudy's sake. The it's, mouths, the mouths. Look at the mouth. It's yeah. over detailed and it's it's completely like flat and cell shaded and it and it's completely computer made like that it's like on in the body the bodies are wrong. the bodies are like the yeah the proportions in the body are completely screwed up this arm goes all the way down to the knee and then like this the like this wide shouldered but like there's no neck it's like what am i looking at here what is this? Like, I posted the link. I don't know if you guys are looking at the picture in the link here. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is this? It's completely off. This is, it's got so much clothes that it's like trying to hide the fact that it's a mutant mismatch of misshapen limbs. Yes. I mean, Pathfinder always has too much junk on like a, a character design. I mean, but that's like a D&D thing too. It's just like always... Oh- we even get on this with like 40k models now. Like they just have too much stuff on yeah. there. But it's not even about it being too much. It's that the excess stuff is being used to cover the complete discontinuity of any sort of anatomy. Yeah. It's it, just it's just or, disgusting or the fact that and unnerving. They drew anatomy as an afterthought to all the like yeah, yeah, widgets probably. they had to attach to the character. I'm reading through the lore here and nothing about it seems like explicitly trans it's like it's a sorry lot no, for a crown dwarven daughter to be raised a miserable dwarven son that seems to imply that they were born a, or it was born a female and then was no. raised a male on purpose. no no mongoose you're looking at it from the wrong angle this yeah. thing is genetically male and was raised as a son but it is spiritually a daughter well that's that's like what they mean to imply but 
I mean, I, I can't, I, I, I can see how you could, like, I can see how they wrote this, like, with plausible deniability. They're using the feminine time. pronouns because it's, you're, you have to look back after this thing is declared that it's trans and you have to rewrite everything and use she now because it's no longer a boy, it's now a female. And she weathered a staggeringly awkward first kiss as her, chi- as her childhood best friend grew into handsome lads so she was actually gay but but she she was actually straight because she was a girl the whole time this is highly I, confusing yeah i i, I don't i, I see well, how if this you go, was... okay but it, the point is if you go on and read later it falls into some weird pit and some spirit tells it that no you don't have to be a boy because you're allowed to be a girl because we're all trannies here and you're safe. So ah. it transitions and it has a ritualistic, uh, like religious uh, ceremony to embrace its mystical skills and budding femininity. These comments are cancer. Oh, well, yeah. But like this, this paragraph right here starts with as Shardra's mystical skill and budding femininity began to show, quote, her parents lamented their loss of a son and the addition of yet another dowry. So it's not it's not that that its parents were upset that their son is a total fuck up waste of flesh, misshapen as it is. No, they're just upset because oh, now we have to pay another dowry to marry you off to a nice boy. Yeah, here's some here's some guy that read read it the way I uh, read it the way I did. He's like, and that's actually the strength of the write-up. If you don't want to play her as trans, you can interpret her exactly as you first read her. If your group isn't comfortable with including these themes in your game, you don't have to. Crystal has mm. given us an inf- a well-formed iconic that can suit any player in multiple ways depending on how they envision her. The same way that it is left to the players how to decide how Zaydim resolved his mission at the end of his iconic write-up. Do you do you so, think so? Like the I, I think they wrote it in a way that it like gave them plausible deniability. while it was very explicitly no, no, in a, a. Do you no? There's oh, go ahead. Do you do you think that that in the dowry like they they have to point out that this is a tranny in the fine print or of course or, not or do they just like leave that off and hope that of course not you're not allowed to ever hope, say that and and hope that is that fraud. That's a very good question. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Consider the fact, though, that if if you are if you are marrying off your son and you're about to receive a dowry, right? Like, or 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 that you're trying to marry off your tran tranny, like you know, quote unquote daughter. Like, would you like let like would the contract be complete and they're stuck with him? Why would you allow this thing to live? Good question. I don't know. Because. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a fuck up. You start over. This is the Middle Ages. I'm sorry. You done fucked. You goofed. Yeah, but you you didn't answer my question, though. Would you be required to keep it in the fine print? What are you talking about? You have to embrace everything about everything that it says it is at the moment. Everything could change. Everything is permeable. Everything is invertible. Yeah, stop true. stop relying on truth or relative I don't oh, um it, like in the comments somebody says, I do not understand the daughter as son thing at all. 
And somebody replies, Sharjah's parents thought she was a boy and raised her as their son. And the person replies, how did they think that? What happened? Uh, wh where was the biological change due to magic? What am I missing? At which point the project manager of paezo.com slash community responds. Oh no. She's a woman because she identifies as a woman. However... Physical characteristics at birth, before she was able to speak and express who she was, led her parents and others to identify her as male. <laughs> so, before she was able to open her mouth and correct the misconception, which was reality itself, she was incorrectly identified by what she actually was. Uh. The insan- you, like, you don't understand the insanity here of these people. <sighs> Reality itself is wrong. Because it goes against self-assertion. Yeah, that is- that is- I, I, I really like that guy that you were quoting, though. That guy- Yeah, that he's guy just was, like, what is going on? That guy was pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, no, I just- I, I found this just randomly- as like an example of diverse characters in Pathfinder. Then I found the whole like <laughs> endless uh, hole of just tranniness. And it's like Pathfinder has always been gay. Pathfinder's for gays. I'm sorry. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so. I don't remember anything gay happening back in 2006, but then again, like, you know, I, I was this also was posted in 2014. This was, but the, that 50 uh, LGBTQ characters in Pathfinder dates back to 2006. Huh. So, anyway, I just wanted to throw that, get that off my chest. Cool. So, this is a very tranny-heavy episode. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> heavy, and with some, with heavy, some very heavy, heavy yeah, with some very heavy trannies, too. <laughs> heavy tranny or tranny-heavy. Uh, oh, God. God. A lot of, uh, a lot of tranny mass going on. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mongoose has died of the coronavirus, so uh, for on his behalf, I'll be saying, uh, have a wonderful night. Check us out, littlewars.home.blog. Mongoose wrote some uh, entertaining articles, and uh, we hope to see you all there. The comment sections have been really lively lately, so uh, stop on by and tell us what you think, and uh, hopefully chat with you there. Until next time, have a wonderful week and enjoy all of your traditional gaming. Happy gaming. Good night, everybody. See Bye. Bye. I'm coofing! Oh! <laughs> That's not how you coof. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Little Wars. For more traditional gaming autism, head over to littlewars.home.blog. That's littlewars, all together, no spaces, .home.blog. Have a great week, and many epic gamer moments.